0: Instagram, what's up? Haven't seen you in a little bit doing the live thing, but I am back. Mr. Binge's ADD experience live. Wanted to maybe knock out one or two more before the new year happens. And here I am talking about resolutions, goals, planning, doing better, improving. It's a kick I've been on for a while. So we're going to just get into it and talk a little today. If you've seen some of my posts, some of my uh, reels or whatever, you've known that I've been doing um, a little bit of talking about the new year coming up and even on show versus business, we've been talking about that. So what we're going to do today is uh, have a little discussion about goals, resolutions, new year's planning, habits, et cetera, and improving, thinking about 2021, 2022, going into it. And we're going to have Al Aboot here. You remember him back from the epic Dune discussion that we had. If you haven't heard that and you watch Dune and you like Dune, Definitely have to check that one out on the podcast. You can search for that, and we're going to go ahead and get him in here. And he wants to go all, you know, crazy, uh, you know, no, no script or anything. So we're just going to get him on, start talking some things, and we'll see what happens. But what I want to know from you is, any on any of my posts, what you guys think of resolutions, goal setting, and all that. And is it all hyper? Is it nonsense? And we have Al here in the house what's happening
1: what's up big man uh i gotta tell you my instagram's been a little bit weird like oh uh, so i hope i caught the intro or whatever uh like um i don't know it was just coming and going but it seems fine now that you and i are live i'll just tell you that um so you know what instagram saw that you were looking at what i was doing (laughs) and it straightened everything out because oh okay i was just trying to say i hope i didn't jank up your flow like But I'm doing good, man. I took a nap. I got my coffee ready, a common nice. I like to call a nappuccino. Um, I've also heard it called a nape, you know, like a nap latte. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's that's my vibe right now, and I and it might take fifteen minutes for any true insights to happen. That's just how the chemical gear works. so just uh,
0: you know. I, i'll I'll believe it when I hear it. And as always, if anybody wants to jump on and jump in, as we're discussing, make the thing happen. Um, so yeah, man, I was just, uh, it was kind of interesting. I was so in the mode of planning, uh, thinking about 2022 because you got to understand this is my favorite time of the year personally. Uh, forget, forget, you know, uh, July 4th, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. For me, it comes down to the new year because I get to change it up on people. I get to do, I get to do stuff in like the beginning of the year and in February and people are like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, hey, it's New Year. And I get away with it for a while, but it's been going on for so long. People are just <laughs> expecting me to do, you know, something different or some weird shit or say something out of pocket. So that's what's nice.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to experiencing that. This is our our first <laughs> New Year's together as friends. Uh, and I and I have to say, like, uh, first off, thank you for having me on again. I've really enjoyed our dinner discussion. Like, listened to it like three times. Yeah. And I, I just love the way you, you go in depth, too. Like, I was listening to your Spider-Verse one, the, the spoiler one with Theo, and I was like, oh, I was just, like, talking to myself, you know, in the grocery aisle, and, like, fist or, like, interjecting. I was I was full-on crazy person. And I, for me, I, I'm not a normal uh, podcast listener. Like, I, it's not something I do as a regular part of my habit. Okay. I have to kind of force myself to go do it, because there's an interesting topic, or, um, this is going to sound so like first world techie, but like, I have a friend of the, <laughs> the podcast and I want to hear, no, it's, uh, it's true. Like I, 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 especially after I've been on, like I wanted like more that I was jonesing for that discussion. And I love, I love the stuff you guys do. And, and, um, and I, well, oh, I said you guys, like you and Dio, like, uh, yeah, have been going for a while, but I mean that you do as well, you know, and, and that, and I have to say that part of what I was looking forward to this conversation about was something that I was. I think you may have thought I was joking during our conversation. Okay. I was only half joking about turning the tables on you. Like towards that, I was like, God, I have so many questions for you. I just want it. So I'm not saying that's what the show is. I don't want to know. No. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> this is, a, I, as I said, I don't do interviews. Somebody was
0: telling me, you know, hey, let's get set up an interview. I'm like, I don't do interviews. I do discussions here. And from all the podcasts that I've listened to, trying to figure out what makes sense for me and what I'm putting out there, and how I just naturally flow. Um, I think I figured out, like, I didn't want to go the complete Joe Rogan route with his his own kind of special conversationalist long form thing. But I was like, you know what? When I go talk to people personally, I have an idea in my head. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Or have you seen this? And, you know, can you come help me out with something? There's some kind of you know, I want to grow in a, any conversation I have. Yeah. So I'm trying to bring that kind of vibe to a uh, a podcast form. And which is why the whole thing is basically Mr. Binge's ad experience, ADD experience. Uh,
1: so, uh, yeah, but, no, I like that. I mean, I, I know I said this a bunch of times to you. It's also that I think you're doing something unique, like as a techie that's been in the space for 20 something years, like what you're doing with Instagram and turning into podcasts where it, it, there's something kind of uh, tonight show feeling about it. There's something kind of like there's a live audience and there's interaction, but it's like pre-recorded in front of a live audience. Like there's something interesting yeah. there. And, um, in addition, so format and also just like consistency, like, li- like yeah. every week getting out there and having something interesting to talk about. Um, but I, on the other hand, you know, you got to find a format that works for you. I totally am an interview guy. Like, I used to joke that, like, oh, man, I need to tone it down. Like, I, I feel like whenever I get to know someone, I take a step back. I'm asking so many questions, I feel like I'm interrogating. Like, I used to, like, sort of pretend that, like, my dates were, like, a guest on, like, the guest couch. And I was behind the desk. And I was, like, doing a full Johnny Carson on him. Like, I was, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, we turn into an imaginary band for, like, rich yeah. shots. And be like, that was a good point. You know, it's, I, I get, I, I am very much on the other end of of uh, uh interviewing people, that, that that's funny. In in terms of dating, uh it's
0: actually, it didn't work that well. I'll tell you, no, it's not it, as good. It worked <laughs> for me. No, it worked for me. That's
1: what I'm saying. Okay, that's, I,
0: all right, I like asking these questions, and I didn't know it for a while, but <laughs> I'm getting into, I'm like getting into that person vibe, and I'm like, so, are you familiar with such and such? And they're like, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think about, because you're very, and I start asking these questions, and years later, right, somebody, years later, somebody yeah. I dated a while back said, yeah, you know, it was pretty intense, just kind of sitting down and talking to you, I was like, really? Like, yeah, I couldn't yeah. relax, but it was cool, it was in a good way, and I was like, intense, I could dig
1: that, so yeah. I I just yeah. kept going with it, as yeah, far as no, the I, I, interview dating. I, yeah. I read a pretty good trick that would have helped me when I was uh, single um, because I think it's, uh, I'm not complaining, by the way, I've been happily married for like almost 20 years, so I guess it worked out in the ass. Uh, but throw that disclaimer out. Like, <laughs> that's the team. Uh, but um, something that would have helped me navigate some of those, that conversation patterns is something I saw recently, and it's it has nothing to do with dating. Um, it's just about conversations in general. It's actually, oh, now that I think about it, it was an interview tip. Something to look out for when you're doing the interviews. If you're interviewing someone for a job position. And it it's about whether they ask follow-up questions. And that's such a dead giveaway as to whether they're really listening or waiting to ask their question. Right. Uh,
0: yeah. Going down the list or kind of like, well, hey,
1: wait a minute. Well, yeah. Let's dig yeah. more into that. Right. Yeah. That's where like that, that we were joking before uh, that we were going on about like, you know, should we have an outline? What do you want to talk about? And um, you know, I, I it, it's kind of interesting to not have it into be kind of free form and to go there. Um, just because I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. But also I have this experience with um I just realized what you were tapping into when you were like doing the bullets and lists and it fits so perfectly for Dune. But for this, it was like, oh fuck, I don't know what I I kinda have a handful of things. And and I thought about what it reminded me of trying to shoehorn that into like uh, a a, a little bit of an outline, which I know that's not what you're trying to do. I'm just saying right? what what it tapped into was um, early in my career, what I did a lot of and what um, I don't know if your audience is going to find this like super nerdy or not, but it was something called usability testing. And I did it a lot really quickly, Uh really quickly explain what usability testing is. Yeah, so basically, um, when you make products, um, and especially digital products, um, there's, you want to test how people use it. That sounds so simple, right? Mm Because we've seen focus groups, that's people's opinions. Um, You've seen questionnaires, you've seen a lot of things, but actually seeing how to get stripped back what people say and what they and just view what they actually do. Are they able to use this to understand it? Do they don't, do they not, et cetera, um, is a bit of an art in itself. And I love it. It was my gateway drug going from being essentially an engineer to a a designer. I fell in love with it more and more. And the more I saw like, oh, this is how a product should be built. Or this is what people are expecting. The more I wanted to be on the front end of, of sort of creating that experience. Um, and, and it's something that one of the things that I, I would do is. So it would come from a very traditional background. We're talking like guys in white coats and labs with two-way mirrors. Like that's the form right. way of doing it. Um, and it became more and more sort of democratized. Um, and it became this thing called guerrilla usability testing. Anyone started doing it and et cetera. But one of the core beliefs was have a script, have a list of points, have a list of things that you want the user to do. And one of the drawbacks I learned over the years of doing it as I learned the nuance is that If you don't do it right, you're not really testing the product or the experience. You're testing people's ability to follow a script. And it's like, it's way too preconceived and premeditated. It's probably a huge tangent that does. No, no, hold on. So so when you say
0: uh, like following a a script, at some point you're like, hey, uh, we just want you to open this up, try to do whatever the program wants you to do, save the file and is that what kind of script? I'm wondering what kind of script you might've had because for a yeah. game, for games, game, yeah. it's just like, hey, play this level or hey, and we just kind of let
1: them go. Yeah, but that's kind of, and so that's where I went towards more and like pulling more of some sort of game design and trying to make my stuff conversational. And I'll jump to the punchline. What I ended up finding was that I started making outlines of things that I wanted the, the to see. To, the, there's things you want to test in the app, right? Mm-hmm. And I would just take a normal conversation and turn them loose like game style. And I would have a list of things to see if they hit those things naturally, organically on their own, and then see what uh, issues they ran into it. And it felt, it made it a lot more natural. Right. Um, but a script, uh, a traditional script is no, it is much more regimented. It is go to this page, open this, read this for 30 seconds see right right. this green button etc and uh and and it sounds dumb like but it's we're talking like a massive massive industry where that was one right
0: i could see that making sense in certain places especially large industries where they're like hey we want people to be able to pick up this this tool be able to use it on the the machine or whatever and put it back safely without killing themselves
1: or destroying the machine or whatever yeah, so, and that makes that, sense in that case. That in that, even in that use case, you're not really testing whether they can do those things when you're not there with a script to step to, you know, feed them exactly and feed them. Yeah. So, um, personality-wise, even at work, I started getting more free form and just seeing where it yep. goes and that kind of thing. And so, I think it might surprise some friends or even some people that I have very strongly held beliefs about productivity. Uh, mm-hmm. I am a highly productive person for how little I work. <laughs> that's that's yeah. very good yeah that's very yeah. good i and, and but I, it takes it takes effort to frame it that way because i think my 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 uh overall vibe is very very lazy <laughs> so no
0: that's and and laziness is not necessarily a well i should say laziness we'll say not wanting to do unnecessary work
1: that okay. feeling isn't bad that that's that's maybe how i might spin it in my own head when i'm trying to out. i'm i'm spinning it too yeah spin it just spin it yeah just be like yeah no honey i'm not unplugged i'm not taking it out because I'm fishing on my t-. no no I'm, I'm 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 fairly lazy like i'm i have but like, so much inertia around things i just don't want to do and finding your own groove and that can be its own sort of um anti-pattern but uh, one of the things I like about being a lazy person is that, um, and, and, and I'm not just a lazy person. I contain multitudes and I don't think most people are lazy either. Like when you say I'm an organized person or I'm a lazy person, like that label is so broad. Like, um, I right. had this book on organizing, um, your space that I loved and I, I think it was called the space method or something. But it, it's cool It had acronyms, you know. Sort, purge, assign, containerize, equalize. I can still twenty years later remember the acronym and how to work with things. And one of the things that clicked for me was the book was like people that think they're disorganized don't understand how organization works. You probably are very organized, just maybe not about your room. Like maybe it's about your baseball card collection or about what you what movie rankings for horror or whatever. Like did you or not? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see any images of Steve Jobs' personal workspace? Yes, I've seen very different ones. I've seen highly curated Tiffany Lamp with nothing else in the room ones, and then I've seen his actual shit. right. Well, (laughs) envelopes everywhere, word space. It's funny. It's part of the human spirit,
0: I think, where you just have these areas where it's it's chaotic and then areas where you might want to organize something. And I think it varies for everybody. But one thing that I wanted to... um, Uh, you know we we were talking earlier even before we got on you're talking about being freeform i i totally like the freeform uh i i don't mind it at all but what i was what i've started to do is at, at one point i was pretty much trying to plan everything of you know make sure that this was going in this way and if this happened and it worked to a large extent you know where I was like, aha, I expected that person to say that or this person to not send the email. I'm going to go do this now. I all. That's fine. It, that was one thing. But now in, in terms of trying to deal with so much more, the fluidity of uh, people, social media, and just being able to move more efficiently, what I've started to do is take a lot of ideas, a lot of uh, bullet points, as you call them, bullet points, just facts, figures, just information and have it ready. Like, yeah, uh, you know, stuff with uh, like books, even I'll just like skim through it, kind of get some notes on it and everything and not necessarily have a plan. But when the time comes, I can say, oh, this road's available. Let me see what I've already sifted through in the past couple of days or what bullet point do I have? And we can go down that t- that rabbit hole right then. So it's a it's a strategy i've started picking up and yeah. um it, it's 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 interesting that you presented that in a show about you know or a, a talk about resolutions and planning yeah. for next year you're like
1: i don't want to plan. It. It's that's like yeah I, 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 was, great I, I should be clear that great. uh i should be i should be clear i was only mildly ribbing you because like i like the dune thing that was such a great conversation and the conversations i have listened to, listen to um before spider-verse what was the other episode that we were oh i think you were oh it was one of the marvel series there's been a they've really cranked them out recently but i never felt like it was oh overly structured or like hey joe rogan is examining his toes for 30 minutes you gotta skip this section like you know so in, in fact you're you're sort of like having a loose list of bullet points and then just see if we hit them like yeah that's that's pretty close to what i do too and that's and and that's all i was sort of talking about but um, so do you, it's do you, also, I, I feel a dichotomy about okay. like, like where I was going with the, like some people organized or not, like, it's not that fair, like you are in different sections of your life. Like I've been thinking a lot about how, uh, work and life, like I have such different approaches. I think uh, the more I read into it, the more, I think a lot of people are like that, where they're very structured about their work lives, especially Americans. They're very structured about their careers and not so structured about the rest of their lives. And that you could sort of like flip it a little bit. Like you could, I think work could be a little more fun and that life could use a little bit more structure. Um, I, I think that's sort of the, and, and one of the things we were talking about is how, the one of the reasons I really want to talk to you is that like, you're the first person I ever met we're like, no, 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 I'm good on resolutions. I got a thing and it works. And I'm like, no one says that. I don't say that. like I've <laughs> So that's why I wanted to talk. That's why I wanted oh, to talk to people. I got all kinds of it. Like, well the hell am I? Like, you, know, but you, you're like you're the guy that says, yeah, I've got a pretty good thing with my resolutions. And so that combined with how I already, I did want to do the John and Carson interview you and sit down and just be like, how did you become an artist and an interview? Do you work differently in both? Like what's that like? You know, I really, I really wanted to get into the Sure. Sure. We could uh, we can interject some of that in there. Um
0: it, it's funny. I was, uh, on, like, I was I'm actually working on like I I'm actually working on it like an ebook. Oh uh, just of my it's a resolution kind of thing. <laughs> um, I've got myths about resolutions in here. Uh, nice. you know, it's but basically yeah man I I just found that maybe this is like the the adoration of Bruce Lee coming through me where it's like hey when you're out there fighting you know there are no rules you have to figure out a system that works in a system with no rules you know what I mean or works in in a chaotic manner um and honestly I think a lot of things in my life I've tried to organize and I've tried to force and it's like Well, that's not what the that's not the cards you have. That's not what you have. So I've started just developing this idea of a of a trajectory, right? I don't have a goal, and I don't necessarily have a starting point. I just have a trajectory, um, a general direction that I need to start going. And as I go in that direction, I'm talking to the people on the side of the road. I'm talking to the merchants. I'm talking to the here's an art. I guess I'm going RPG RPG example here. (laughs) Just um, talking to all the people in the town, figuring out where the next place is and going from there. And I know I just have a general trajectory. So if something takes me off course, then I don't necessarily call it off course. I'm like, okay, the ride's going in this direction now. As long as it doesn't uh, damage my idea of what I could be doing in a good way,
1: then I kind of go with it for a bit yeah and i like that i want to i want to get into that a bit and how long you've been doing that at first i want yeah, yeah. to pause yeah yeah with the deal with the be water my friend oh man you just nailed it that's like quintessential bruce i think there's so, so for those that maybe um aren't into bruce lee or kind of new to him i mean he's like someone you can get into at any age like he's one of those people that people will be learning about 100 years from now um i the be water, like my uh, be, be water, my friend's statement is sort of like him saying, be flexible like water. Like when you throw the old adage being, if you throw a pond, uh, stone into a, a pond, there's ripples just large enough for the size of, of rock that you throw in. A big rock, big ripples, and then it goes back to normal. Little rock, little ripples goes back to normal. Like be flexible. Like if you fill the container you're in. And, and I mm-hmm. think those kinds of things, um, that sort of him balancing flexibility with he had an insane work ethic right um those kinds of things sort of maybe explain why bruce lee means so much to so many people that aren't into fighting uh maybe martial arts or any kind of combat sports or um even martial arts movies like he he's someone that transcended his boundaries and was i think i think if you like read some recent stuff by his his daughter and stuff like he, I think she remembers him mostly and is most proud of him as a philosopher and not just a fighter. To use something like fighting as a template for finding and also refining ideas is really interesting. Yeah,
0: and that's that's a general flow of of life that I've seen out of a lot of great um, or people who flow very well with their energy. I don't know if you've ever seen that um, documentary, Edo Dreams, you know, dreams of sushi.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: like, You know, uh, stuff like that, where you just get these people who are so in their own energy flow that it's like, no, 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 that guy is doing his thing. And uh, I want to, I want to ping uh, Theo's comment here. A person's natural state is massive action from Grant Cardone. Um,
1: uh, Grant Cardone? Grant Cardone is? I, I, I don't. I'm not. Gonna, have you ever? Have you ever heard of the 10x rule? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 10X programmers and the 10X productivity and individuals that are like. He's the guy who he's the guy who took that loose
0: concept of 10X and made something called the 10X rule. He started a 10X conference. Um, He's gone from nothing to a whole lot of real estate holdings. And he's just been blowing stuff up for a while. And he's much older than a lot of people uh, that got, you know, when he got started, he was much older than a lot of people. So he's like, has nothing to do with age and, you know, energy. I'm out here kicking ass. I'm doing 10 X. Nice. Okay. I'll check it out. I've got a whole philosophy, um, that that's worth checking out. Um, but he's all on the side of massive action. Okay. Now, one thing I want to jump into that's just kind of out of left fields and free flowing. Right. Cool. There's the school of thought that said it's all about massive action. Um, Gary V, Grant Cardone, uh, Tony Robbins, most of your, most of your guys in, you know, the business area, Wall Street and everything. And then you have a lot of the, and there's overlap here. So I'm not just making a hard line. Mm-hmm. And then you have a lot of the people who are, you know, manifestors, the law of attraction. Um, you know, I think therefore I am kind of thing. Uh, that's where you get your, your your Will Smiths are are more on that side. Your mm. um, oh, I see where you're going. Your, yeah, op- your Oprahs. Who and these aren't failures, right? But they're like, yeah. hey, you just put yourself in this mind state, this mentality, and then things you know things happen for you. I don't know if you had any ideas or perspectives on law of attraction versus massive action.
1: I do. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. even though. Uh, and I have some um, fun, controversial statements. I mean, if if no one watched Colin Ferris, that's fine. Um, Gary V. probably won't watch this. But I think Gary Vee and Tim Ferris and a whole bunch of other sort of like get rich quick types are malignant scammers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think they're full of shit. And um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, and they do more harm than good. And. Uh, However, there's a kernel of truth to all perspectives, and, they, and I think they take it and they run it too far. I okay. think you're right to say just like it's, it's easy to sort of rip on the, the other visionary types that we were like talking about, like um, the ones that, you know, have positive mindsets and et cetera. Like, you know, it's easy to rip on that and be like, OK, you astrology reading, you mm-hmm. know, uh, lemon spritz drinking, like whatever, like it, there's a lot of folklore out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a kernel of truth in that as well too, about like you about if you're negative all the time, you're not going to accomplish shit. Negative is like a, an energy that drowns you down. You know, that, that's totally sure. true. I believe in, um, um, the Colin Powell say, um, phrase, that uh, optimism is a force multiplier. Like that's totally true. Right. Um, uh, but so I guess the caveats I would throw out there, um, are that everyone is different. Just like you're saying, everyone's desks are different. And and it's not just each person or, oh, I'm a unique snowflyer. You can also just be in a different place in your life. Right. Um, something I should tell you about myself is that I, I'm naturally into productivity and studying this stuff and self-help books and stuff. But about, oh my God, how many years ago? 12 years ago, my first attempt at starting my own company was around productivity and workflow. And it was like email-based inbox systems and a few other things. But Okay. in addition, i've I've just been studying productivity for a living indirectly because i I have to study how people do their jobs in order to create digital products that make it easier or replace elements or it's yeah, it's just a, it's just a part of my skill set. um exactly. that makes sense it it I actually should say it is my core skill set it 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 it's all the way through to like fundraising and companies and mm-hmm. and seeing a market and seeing how people work and how it could be better. Like this is like something that. Um, and it's definitely not unique to me. This is like an industry wide I follow. There's a class of people that like do this kind of thing. And, um, one of the things I found that when it comes to like personal or even work productivity is that there's foundational layers, the sleep and exercise and meditation that people hear about, mm-hmm. and also just where you are in your life. Like sure. one of the, one of the things that, uh, was hilarious seeing the run up to this here, uh, I'm, I'm touching on a bunch of different things. So it's probably gonna take okay. a while to okay. unpack, but, um, so I'm not answering your question too directly, and I'll kind of come back to it. And that's fine. Go ahead. Um, in the run-up to us talking, like, you you put a couple comments out there about, like, oh, you know, all these people coming out of the woodwork and tell you that you know New Year's resolutions don't work. And, you know, you're going to find just as many detractors of each of these, like, systems and people that, like, swore by it, right? Like, sure. oh, my 10x or by, you know, the law of attraction, that kind of thing. And the thing is, both sides are right that it it can work for you but it also doesn't necessarily work for everyone or solve all of your life's problems like not everything that can be measured is worth measuring and not everything yes. that's worthwhile can be measured at all um and that and i find that so true in work life and one of the things is like for example are you depressed are are you in a good place are yep. are you in a failing marriage or is your business going bankrupt are you in jail are you yep. like where where are you in life like yeah and and that kind of shit, like is so fundamental and being able to like wish your way out of it with a positive mind yeah. or just say, now I'm going to go very linear and break yeah. it down into lists. That depends more on your personality than it does necessarily your reality, your personality. Agree. You're, if you're kind of woo-woo and you're all about positivity and like there's reason girls read more of the sort of, you know, yep. astrology chart, feel good manifest kind of thing. Uh, and there's a reason some people are very linear and left-oriented. And, and, and you being an artist, and engineer, and me being a designer, and developer, we've, we've got to in both worlds to kind of see those both halves of the yeah. brain kind of approach. But at a fundamental level, like um, like one of the open secrets about New Year's resolutions, people are probably familiar with this, that like, statistically, on average, most people fail at their resolutions. Well, one of the deep dives I've done in the list-making world, like apps that make lists, help people be productivity, mm-hmm. is that um, most list making apps fail and most people that use them kind of fail at what they do. So I don't like, there... yeah, like, and I love them. I love all, I feel so good when I make a list, I like making lists are my favorite. Like you should see my desk, like I'm all around <laughs> But But basically I'm getting around to the point that like whatever sort of system you use says more about you and whether you'll do well at it also kind of says more about where you are in your life. Like, and how are you good? Yeah. Um, and that and that and that people look for too much from those things. However, yeah. what I could put a pin in for later is the sort of Gary Vee, Tim Ferris like hype machine, speculative, like I mean that kind of tap there, there's like an extreme example of like malignant fucking tumors that are there trying to make people feel bad for their lot in life and tell them that if you just get lucky like I did, you'll do what I did. Fuck you, you're on amphetamines. We know that's your real private. P- p- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or, or Tim Ferriss, you're all roided out. The guy literally sold <laughs> snake oil for a living. Have you heard his podcast? Which one?
0: Uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in the, in the intro, I don't know. In the intro, it's like, you know, he's a machine, he's programmed
1: himself, and I'm like, holy crap, this guy is. Uh-huh. At, least he's, at least he's self-aware that he's... I, I thought you were going to say the other thing. One of the more recent episodes that I listened to, he was talking, he had to put a legal insert in there from his lawyers telling him not, like, this for entertainment purposes only. And I'm like, you know, that reminded me, uh, yeah, I think because he had um, uh, Ravel, um, uh, Navicount account from angel List and I think Chris Dixon on, and they're, like, well-known angel investors, and so... Um, yeah, seriously, he's like selling microdosing LSD. Yeah, exactly. Dude. This guy, he's, he's full of horseshit. Like his four hour work week that but, he got popular for was for selling snake oil. But I, no, no, I, I, grow, I, I will, I will
0: defend a lot of the processes that he, uh, th- his basic process and people like clown on the four hour work week. Cause they're like, Hey, you know, you shouldn't work, uh, you know, saying you should work four hours. That's uh, you know, get rich. Whatever or it is easy, it is. but but that's not what he's saying. <laughs> but that's not what he's saying, though. And if you read the four-hour work week, I don't, I did. I, 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 I believe did. you, but I don't understand if you read the four-hour work week how you come away with the idea that hey, it's it's an easy practice. He's just saying that there are ways to be much more efficient, and that's why he does that whole intro about being efficient and being a robot. You can, you
1: can hack yourself basically to get okay. to a certain state i can explain it in perfectly nerdy terms that reconciles both of our point point of views okay um in jurassic park remember how they come across this giant mound and they're not sure what it is and then like they realize it's triceratops poop right and and like the scientists get interested and they pull on the big gloves up to the elbow and they get in there and they find various bearings and plants and really interesting things Uh yeah it doesn't change the fact that it's a giant mound of shit. Like, just because you can find things that are true and useful in there. Okay, no, okay. Your no. Life.
0: If you're, if, 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 if you're going to throw out that it's a, a steaming pile of shit, I need to know what you're <laughs> referring to. Sure. So we can break it up.
1: Okay, so first off, um, there's this phenomenon that I really need a better name for because I see it in so much of my life, which is um, people stating facts, and that makes it difficult then to refute their overall point of view because they're using sure. facts. And they're not... They're not lying. They're not like making untruths, but they're picking fast. And that's kind of what he does. It really was his life. He really did use a four hour work week and trim it down to get good. He did a four hour body and four hour workouts and hacked his life. He did all the Okay. Things. But when there's like underlying assumptions, spoken and unspoken, that are, um, that I just make the difference, like it's, it's, it's the it, You have to wonder if those are the real reasons. In other words, for example, um he could work a 4-hour work week because he set up a website selling neurogenic pills which are the only reason he can get away with this cuz the US has these FDA loopholes where you can sell bullshit health claims without any government intervention except them putting a label on okay in yeah, in of. his in in his book though he
0: was talking about how he was working a crap job and like the the harder he worked yeah you know it, it was like it really wasn't getting him anywhere so he found a way to And this is what I think a lot of his discussion comes from is leveraging, where he found a way to leverage his time, um, his connections that he knew and get the job done faster. Uh, I think it was something about spreadsheets or was that somebody else? But um, he was he found out that he could leverage what he was doing, his connections, his expertise and was like, hey, I can give you the same output and not really show up that much of the time. And they got mad at him. That's happened to me in corporate life where I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You don't have to do X, Y, and Z. I don't need to be here eight hours on a Saturday, you know, and we don't have to do all this. And uh, one one of the things I did is I set up an AI to basically run around the entire world. And I just had, you know, little markers where, hey, the AI fell, he got stuck, couldn't get out or whatever. Yeah. And I'm working on this script and they're like, why didn't you get this to the test department to blah, 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 and da, da, da. da. And I'm like, yo. Unnecessary. They could be doing something else. So of yeah. course I get in trouble because I leverage the the knowledge of the scripting system and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm not saying that any of these people, and I mean any of them, anybody who's a guru, I don't I'm not saying that any of them, uh, Oprah, Tony Robbins, Gary V, uh, you know, heck, um, yeah, law of attraction lady, I forgot her name, um, Abraham Pitts. And I'm not saying any of these people should be listened to and taken all in like, oh, every, I'm going to accept everything from them. I don't yeah. think anybody works like that. And I don't think anybody should work like that. But I think that it's very important to understand how they got where they are, what they're talking about, and what you can learn from them. So...
1: I don't. So those two parts, thats you encapsulated it perfectly. I think that it is important to do what you're doing, which is to listen to almost anyone and pick the parts that you think work for you. I think that second part of saying that there's a fallacy of these people describing how they did what they did, it, you think they're the source because you're going straight to them. And the truth is that we are going back to my thing about how usability testing was mm-hmm. such an uh, uh, early part of my career. Actually, oh. Hey, old, old UCSD uh, uh, friend Christine just joined and uh, she's from my first five years at, uh, in my career at UCSD. Mm-hmm. That's where I first started doing, uh, doing usability testing and got hooked on it and got it hooked on design and it just really blew up from there. And it was, it was really fun. Um, she's head of the UCSD supercomputer place. Hi. Uh, and uh, well, one of the things that, that uh, going back to that earlier concept of why I fell in love with usability testing so much is stripping away what people say versus what they do. And at an even deeper level, it is what people think they know, like what they think they believe even, versus what, what their actions actually say. And I'm not, it, it, it's, it's difficult to talk about like it, without good well, examples, because it sounds to, like what they, what they think they believe versus what they say? Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, we have these sort of narratives about ourselves where we connect the dots looking backwards, that essentially rationalizes okay. how we got there, and they, in many ways, are the least um, reliable source of information about their own success. There is sure a, a great book um, that I love called uh, "Power: Why Some People Have It and Some Don't." Um, the reason it's great is because, um, for those that didn't listen to the the the, the Dune thing um, and going back to UCSD, uh, I was a neuroscience undergrad, and I love the brain, the physical, the physical side of it, the biological side of it, and the psychology, like. I think the brain is like Mm -hmm. the most fascinating thing. And one of the few things that stuck from that undergrad education for me is I look for peer reviewed science. So, not essentially a lot of self help books are basically in what these, and not just books, but like these philosophies and et cetera, are essentially opinion pieces. Okay. And if you actually look at the research behind why people are successful and what it takes to make them happy, and that's, you can get a disparity. And one of the things that's difficult and why I love this book so much is because. Um, it talks about how um, people don't mean to, but the way that they describe their success or what they ascertain to reasons for their success often have nothing to do with their actual success, even in their own minds. Like, they're not fully aware Mm -hmm. of it. Um, And so when you're talking about pulling out pieces of things from other people's methodologies or life experiences at worst, I'm a huge, huge advocate of that. But that second part of listening to them, it's basically buying into the hype and some of the people that are worst about it, the Gary V's okay. pedal and the Tim Ferrisses, they peddle hype for a living now, like forget what they've done in the past, whatever, right. like, you know, that's why you're hearing more about Gary V now too. Like the guy was played out and now web three and crypto and NFT come out. And now he's got a whole new playground of like shit, speculative shit to sell on to the next First people that come along. Uh, okay. So but, no, I mean, yeah. uh, let, let's, um, let's start with that example. Then if, if Gary V
0: is saying, um, and, you know, as a marketer, you know, hey, watch, you know, the, he always says, um, you know, watch what I do, not what I say, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. If he's saying, hey, you know, NFTs are going to be the next big thing, this and that and that, and you need to buy into, well, well, you need to get with this and that. And he also says, hey, this is, you know, be careful because a lot of it's going to fail and whatnot. I haven't heard I, the I second mean, part from all I hear is. No, problem. no, no. He's definitely <laughs> said that 98% of them are going to fail. He yeah. he said that repeatedly, but um, he's compared it to the dot com era where there was a dot com for basically everything, you know. Yeah.
1: So I, I, let me also I, I haven't gotten back for you. Oh, okay. Feel so good one here too. Yeah, he says the same shit because
0: people are repetitive
1: and no. Not, no. no. Out before that,
0: he, he the has, gurus get lucky, right? Yeah. That that's yeah. kind of what you were saying. Um, yeah. But yeah. one thing, the thing I was getting to about Gary V is that a lot of it. You're following a person that's pulling a lot of energy in their direction. So just because they may not know what they're talking about, they may be talking about it enough and have enough momentum behind them to basically make the market in that direction. So if you're talking about big market players like Gary V, um, if you're talking about at, at a certain point, he's moving the market on his own and bringing a lot of people with him.
1: I I, don't, I I can't speak to that like I'm not I, I that sounds highly doubtful to me like that he could move the entire crypto market and hype it. like it seems to be getting hyped along just fine on his own like it's really to the point uh, where you'd be surprised <laughs> it's it, well I mean just because everyone in the world isn't aware of it yet doesn't mean it's not it's not hyped but um but getting back to like, yeah, like, no, no, I'm, I'm saying you'd, you'd be surprised at how much that he's moving his own ecosystem. No, no, I'm not surprised. I, I one of the companies, the first place I was uh, chief product officer, he was like an investor in our company. Okay. And, uh, and you get to know his agency and everyone else there. They do good work. They know how to get the word out about something. There's a reason he had a marketing right. agency and investment company. But yes, and, that, right. and that's what's important right now. Uh, marketing. Geez. It's not that I like it. Uh, marketing I, I, is extremely marketing, important right now. We've talked about marketing before. I can see how marketing is very something that you, um, I, I'm a product first kind of person. And uh, and I think that has its own traps, like a build it and they will come and those kinds of like things. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, that's a whole other, I, hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I that. that yeah, you, you went for the brass ring on the marketing being important because it feels to me, there has to be a there there. There has to be like an underlying thing. Otherwise you strip it all away and it's just like it's, you know, now I'm gonna go all Gary Carlin on like <laughs> or, or Gary Conner. Now it's got me like mixing up like the greats. You're gonna have me go um i have George Carlin on like marketing being lies and advertising. Like, you know, like watch it watch an I have a I have a book oh, on
0: my shelf. I have a book on my shelf by Seth Godin that says all marketers are liars. Yes.
1: I, I <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. But um no, so but getting back to it, like they're, they're definitely not necessarily very self-aware of success beca- uh, in actual factors for success because they're a sample size of one, right? And so they, mm-hmm. and it's natural to prescribe, like it's a human being, you want cause and effect. We look for patterns in nature, like right. that's just the way it is. Um, and so getting back to like, when you actually study people that have power, that are successful and you get mm-hmm. into those, there's, there's beha- the whole field of behavioral economics that studies that. And luck is a big part of it um yes. a lot of other factors like um mm-hmm. um central like access to capital like right. um a centrality of within large organizations like it's easier for marketers to build hype for what they do so it's easier for them to also uh, so, uh, so you know what ha- so you know what happens yeah.
0: success success and and grandeur and size will market itself into the future what i mean by that is if amazon.com is successful then you're going to have a lot of people trying to sell online because Amazon has a success.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're getting into the weeds about like types of success and whether hype alone. No, no, no. I like this. Yeah. What
0: what I'm saying what I'm saying is there's a certain momentum that goes along with a lot of this stuff. Um, and I okay, I will separate, you know, an Amazon um, financial success, building a company, whatever, from of somebody getting big on on hype. Let's I'll stick with the guru types or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you have any any person who does something on uh, TikTok, they do something on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and, you know, national TV, and they start to get famous for it. Yeah. Once that person has done that, um, then you're going to have
1: people come behind them. There's a natural wake. Oh, sure. uh, That's, yeah that's a whole other thing of like um god was it arnold schwarzenegger yeah schwarzenegger that said um the easiest way to get famous in a in a new area or new field or new industry is be successful in another one first and then you bring that success and experience and et cetera to another no no there. no and that's, uh, and, and uh, where where so where i'm going with this is that like if once you've already become successful you become known for being successful even right. if the underlying thing isn't there and that's that to me is where when I say I'm product first, for example, is like you used Amazon example. Let's examine that. Fair, fair point. Okay. But now oh, you're going back. Okay. You're going back to Amazon. Take, carry on. Carry on. So with Amazon, for example, there is an individual utility of like, you know, I pay for a good and you ship it to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's then there's there's like an underlying utility to that asset. And I'm not saying that it has to be that way because there's plenty of things in life that it's, it's much more vague. Like what's the utility of an ice cream cone, right? That's one of the famous Jack Dorsey ones would use for Twitter. Um, So or just watching a movie and feeling good or just a walk in the park. Like, you don't like not everything again, going back to what not everything that can be measured is worth measuring. But when it comes to like, for example, when I say like the Gary V's and Tim Ferriss, I'm sticking to that because I know technology the best. When I say that their, they, their hype is now about the hype. Is that like, they they it's speculative in terms of like the same way that a wall like wall street is speculative right mm-hmm. so for example in wall street um if you if you get some, if you get a stock to go up or you get a stock to go down it can be completely unhitched from reality of like whether business fundamentals of the underlying what companies attached to right. is actually doing well okay. or not. It actually it's it yes. not necessarily correlated, right? Understood. It's basically it's its own game, right? And mm-hmm. it's a casino you go into and you put your chips and you play and et cetera. Okay. Um so, I'm, I'm 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 fine with that as long as like everyone understands that's what it is. Once you start making things like um NFTs and Web3 and et cetera, where you say, this isn't just speculation. This is the next big thing and it's going to help us because it's this. It's decentralized and secure and it's like, it's right. whatever, which parts of it are. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that there hasn't been any real utility out of it. So the only people okay. getting rich from or getting noticed from or whatever, that that thing is, it's its like a technological equivalent of hype for hype's sake because they're right. looking to the next great frontier and they because they're sad they missed the boat on dot com or whatever. Like, sure. Yeah. Utility is overrated by product developers. And what I
0: mean by that is in the scope of what people decide to pay attention to, what people decide to give their mind share to, what people yeah. decide to go for, gravitate to, a lot of it doesn't have to do with utility. And what I'm what I'm getting at is that with the marketing, which is reaching out to the market and finding where attention should go, people in general may not be that concerned that You know, there's apples and oranges and let's say scurvy is going around. So oranges may be more beneficial to you. There's more utility with an orange, maybe. But if everyone's marketing the hell out of apples and, you know, some guy comes on stage with a, you know, buff body, he's like, hey, I ate apples every day of my life and I got a buff body.
1: Actually, that's a great that's a great example, because did you know apples um, where the apple a day keeps the doctor away comes from? I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, it's it's actually, a, a, a in civilization terms, recent invention. It was invented about 100 years ago. Okay. Um, and it's part of what gave, you know, you've heard of Mad Men uh, advertising guys on Madison Avenue in New York. Yep, kind of what put them on the map is that on Madison Avenue, an advertising guy had a client, and I want to say it was the Washington Apples, that apples were just a, another staple product. It was not yeah. considered a healthy item or unhealthy. In fact, it, a lot of people considered it just too to strike a treat for the times, so they went through a marketing phase where then they finally came up with this slogan, an Apple they to get stopped their way for this one brand, and then it became accepted wisdom. And now, like, yeah, that that's part of what moved. It. But what I'm what I'm trying to get the steer discussion away from a little bit is um, that's not necessarily helpful for me as a person to say like, hey, they hype things for a living. I can no, like understand it, you're not the, It is helpful to you, and I,
0: I don't think you're seeing it though, but. Go-
1: but uh, uh, it's not helpful for me to say that, like, hey, they're they're hype monsters, and just the fact that they're hyping things, something's going to get big because they're hyping it. So we should get in on it. Although we're sort of in this self aware space or whatever, it's it's not uh, in my in my experience, my career, my view, like a healthy way to go. Unless you're comfortable with, like, if you know, if you're a totally speculative artist that wants to just, um, you know, jump on things that are early and that that hype is something that you like love living with or whatever But getting into like resolutions and goals and why people help like if they were a lot more transparent about hey listen we're about to talk about something where if you get in early uh i'll get rich and that's what matters you may or may not but definitely look for hyping this up so that more suckers come later because they're the ones who are really taking money from and that this whole thing is an organized ponzi scheme Uh Mm -hmm. like then i don't think one listen to them but they don't it's cloaked in productivity and success and insight into technological trends and hustle and all this other shit that is may or may not be true. and may not help you, but the underlying fundamental thing that they're talking about, um, like it's one of those things like, um, how do I put it? Like, um, a generation ago, a lot of people drove, uh, derived a lot of insights from military leaders, right? Like they, they, and they found that very, very helpful in and, and it, it kind of, Stay you look back on it, we have some distance and go like, well, maybe war isn't the best way to describe life. And by the way, if you ran your family like you ran an army you'd you would be miserable or you'd be alone yeah. pretty quickly. Like, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think we're 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 just in the tech just long enough where um just because something is being hyped doesn't necessarily mean that it's like worth being hyped and we can have a little bit of distance and is it good for society or not? Is the discussion that's okay. in in all the papers, but I'm saying, like, even for you as a person, you have to take a lot of what people describe as their reasons for success with a grain of salt, because absolutely, they, a lot, absolutely. in a lot of ways, they're the least qualified at what actually made them a success because they don't. There, it's not like they're doing uh, it actually legitimately, scientifically, peer right. reviewed research onto success. Yeah, and it, those individuals, in and those that hit, do in have, have interesting insights.
0: Yeah, in their heads, they're usually thinking, "Hey, the things that." I actively chose or that I thought were cool additions to my personal narrative. Those are the things that I'm going to point out. And they may be totally blinded to the other other aspects, other forces that got them to where they are.
1: I'm ag- yeah. I'm agreeing with you here. Yeah. So I totally get that. I totally yeah, get that. But it, the way I would phrase that is that it's, it's not that they may be, but by definition, they're totally blind to it because they're a sample size of one. And just mm-hmm. as human beings, like we have this disadvantage. We are wired to look for correlation and, and think it's causation. We do that a lot. I guess A, and then B happened, therefore A caused B. We do that a lot. I but, like the website Spurious Correlations. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we when you when you look back on, like, well, I'm an early riser, and I contort myself into this yoga position every morning, and I saw some right. speculative, one-off, non-repeatable research that if I drink cold water in the mornings, it will boost my metabolism, and that's what I do, and therefore I'm obsessed. Like, people have tons of correlations and for- folklore in their own personal stories, okay, and actually being like very strict about like finding out what actually causes success or not. Um, you find that it's a lot less things than you think and it's a lot a lot simpler um this actually ties into one of the things i want to talk about for new year's resolutions um one of the reasons i wanted to talk about new year's resolutions is i'm trying something a little bit different and i want i was hoping we could do like sort of a compare and contrast across like how we're sort of approaching our year okay Uh, Um, now before we get into the compare and contrast yeah um I I, I could tell um, I touched a nerve with Gary Vee. Is he someone that you derive a lot of? uh, I derive a lot of of insight from a lot of people. And Mm, what
0: you said, I don't disagree with anything or much of anything you said except for writing them off as um,
1: complete charlatans of pieces of shit. They're much closer to that than they are real- Like, let me let me describe it to someone outside of like like the tech industry proper. That like, and without giving away any proprietary secrets, like I said about previous investments or mm-hmm. being part of um, um, uh, uh, a network of startups that that have information on different types of investors and how they work. Um, without getting into sort of proprietary stuff like that, um, I'll make a parallel between. Um, you're you're I'm sure you're very aware of like Blizzard and sort of like the bad working conditions and a lot of game development okay. shops. Um uh the Hollywood has that with VFX and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that kind of stuff with Silicon Valley tech as well too. And there's this sort of like large labor pool of people that get burnt out and and chewed up and spent out, right? Right. Um, And there's like a glut, and it's getting worse. There's a glut of like fly-by-night boot camps that are taking in people on design and dev side and PM side, promising all kinds of stuff and just end up taking five figures of money. money, It's just really, really bad. It's not necessarily getting better. Um, And that's sort of the dark side of tech where the the rich get richer and it's very few. And, And you go in there though, with these egalitarian assumptions. And those are the things that can fuck you up. And some of the biggest proprietors of that kind of stuff are the Gary V's and the Tim Ferriss's. And they make you feel like it's it's you and you alone, your destiny is in your control. And if you to stick to these techniques or or try to mine these areas of of industry, that you'll do well too. And it's a very paint by numbers kind of thing. And, and, and to me, like okay. a sort of awakening sort of like you know, realizing, oh, shit, I'm being blue pilled on this. So this stuff was a lot of open secret in the last few years uh, with 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 people was looking back and saying, like, okay, um, this this that the, we need more sustainable life strategies, and these people that we look to are definitely yeah. uh, prospering from. Uh, like who are the ones that are prospering most for some of these mythos that we've been following in the tech community? Um, so when you read, like of course, you get hyped up. When you read Mark Andreessen, inventor of Netscape Navigator, say like it's time to build and let's go and like it's a fired up kind of thing um you know you don't see the things behind the scenes you don't see sort of you know um him you know uh working on facebook's board and, and 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 sort of like you know, being on board with some of the stuff that they're doing, right. so it's 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 more it, that's sort of like awakening within the labor class of the tech industry as to like okay, okay, right? And and us trying to find our way as to like what are our life practices and what's going on it has been really interesting and and in a really okay sick and twisted and bad way. COVID has really opened a lot of brand yeah. new doors with the new normal and remote workforce and stuff. Yeah. Where um, I have a lot of this on my brain too because so check this out.
0: Um, I I don't think we're on a completely
1: direct. Oh, no. Uh, no op- yes. And, and
0: no, and no, now what I, what I want to get at is, and uh, I, I think, and I hit, um, I, I heard something that you hit on a little while ago, uh, that caused me to think about this when the the thing that, and maybe I can, maybe it's best explained in uh in the example, okay. I was having a very, for a long time, and I still have this problem in some places where the actual quality, the utility the functionality of the thing was overlooked. And I was always thinking about, hmm. hey, it's all about the business. It's all about the money. It's all about the you know, product, the utility. But that simply wasn't the case. And there's a large, large, large facet of things that has to do with culture, community, society, yeah. They yeah, cannot get away from. And recently, and the past couple of years, and this is why I've been keying into Gary Vee for, I say, a couple of years, it's been several years, really trying to understand where these people are coming from, why they talk the way they do. When you go to networking events, why they get all the attention. It's because they have this certain social vibe that means something to a lot of people. Now lies or not lies or whatever, that's, and I, I'm hearing what you're saying, man. Like, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole scam and all that. And the fact that I even said law of attraction, a lot of my um, more programmer-minded people are going to be sending me angry emails. I get it. Yeah, yeah. but there's a side of this that's, that says, back to the apples, oranges things, that says, you know what? They may be right with all the facts. They may be right with all the data, details, monetary things. But you know what? My family is over here eating apples. I'm going to eat apples too. And you might look on paper and say, this makes no sense. Why are they doing this? The social side, the uh, culture side, the emotional side, there's so much wrapped in it that I'm learning from a lot of these marketers because they're coming from this different place. So I did find it hard to disagree with you because as I said, I come from product and that's what I'm like, like, yeah, Yeah. he is kind of saying this and it doesn't necessarily map to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I go in a, I go in a chat room and I, I hear people parroting the same thing and I'm like, where are they getting this information from? They're getting it from Gary Vee. So it doesn't even matter if they like Gary Vee or know Gary Vee. There's just energy, social, emotional, cultural energy going in a certain direction. And I've just stopped ignoring that. So I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm just saying I can't ignore the social swings, the emotional swings and the cultural side of things. It's something I innately don't understand as much, but I'm trying to get used to it and be like, you know what? It doesn't matter if, you know, Apple is better than, I mean, uh samsung is better than apple you're going to have apple people for x y and z reasons a lot of it is not um uh, able to be statistically laid out it's just
1: yeah no i i, I there's there's a kernel of that that i agree with as well too um where i mean by definition i'm a designer right so mm-hmm. um i'm you know not just making products that just have a dry utility it's not just what you make but how you do it and doing it with some flair. doing it with with a little bit of hidden surprise in the product or having it be slick and look good or do things you didn't expect. like That's all sort of part of the game. I think that um, you become more aware of it coming from a game development background because I think that has um, more of a foot in culture. Like, yes, people are talking about tech and and big tech and uh, tech's influence in society and et cetera now, but for the most part, tech is still, a lot of it is in a bubble where it doesn't have to worry about that as much and can be more utility focused mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you can just say like, oh, I, I don't care whether NFTs are taking off or not, or if it's, the stock is up and down, these construction workers, you know, don't have good blueprints and, and uh, I'm going to make an app that helps them with that or whatever. Like, yeah. or these guys have blueprints in this format and the other ones have it in this. They all have to help through four different desktop apps. That's not great. Like you could focus it. There's a natural draw towards the utility side of things. And you can sort of start seeing the whole world that way. And I think it's useful for someone like you to point out that that's not how all of stuff works. Like if that's how it worked, then fashion wouldn't be a thing. And that's an example. I like to use a word like, oh, why do we need to have this design style or that? Why does this come in and out of fashion? And I'm like, why do we not wear top hats and smoke pipes? Like, you know, they... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like. And, I want uh, like a top hit. Uh, yeah, I'd <laughs> one. I think you, you might get a little bit of that Lenny uh, Kravitz vibe with the hair hanging down and the top hat up. But um, so, so I get the, uti- the as a designer, like even in a fairly utilitarian world, like I, I, I get that aspect. But part of what's been my personal playbook that's done well in in my life has been do the opposite of what you're saying is to tune out those people sure. where I try to get away from the hype. And I try to look at the underlying utility. And if I and, and sometimes that leads you to be early on things. Yeah. Like I, I'm a fanatic about my Apple Watch. It happened today when I looked at what it makes and I'm like, oh, people are like poo-pooing this thing. Or like, are you insane? Like just have your heart rate on your wrist at all times or, you know, have the best parts of your phone without all the like casino yeah. r- 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 distracting yeah. Instagram. Like, it, you know, it's it's amazing. It's a better phone than my phone. Like you know, do, do, uh, do, do you use the finger yeah. gestures? Uh finger gestures. Yeah, so you don't have to tap with your
0: opposite hand. You can just there are some things you can do with just
1: gesturing uh, your fingers and hands. No, the uh, there's an assistive fun- function for those without a right hand where you do certain gestures and it detects like your finger swiping yeah. and this and that. Um no, I haven't tried it. Do you? Is it is it cool? No, I saw somebody uh on TikTok using it. I was like, that's pretty cool but oh man I, I i should try it out like i no i'm i'm so old school like I, no one should listen to productivity says for me i do that thing where like if my right hand is busy i use my nose nice um i've seen i've seen <laughs> uh you know what i picked that up is i saw a lot of um skiers do that where like yeah. they've got their gloves and they want to their phone they'll just like tap the nose to do the numbers yeah. and set off something um but like it's it's done well for me like um And it's also helped me identify areas where if there's utility there, that doesn't necessarily mean that it appeals to me. Like in our last conversation, we talked about how I think VR is going to be a big thing, but it's just kind of it doesn't really click with me. And I have and I've learned over the years that my instincts are worth trusting in this area where I think VR is something that will be big, but not for everyone, like 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 game consoles. Um, Right. Whereas AR is one of those things where I feel like its utility is insane. It's like an Apple Watch. It's hard for yeah, like it's hard for some people to imagine it now, but it's going to sneak into all kinds of different areas of our life. That's going to be uh, really useful. So, like I, 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 think that's been a real guiding principle for me. And so, when I look at NFTs, when I look at Web three, when I look at crypto, I have been following it really a lot. And the and the the takes that I've gotten. Um, the informed takes on people looking at the underlying sort of assets underneath and and is there something there? It always falls apart for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot it does. that's and so that's to me like when I see like who are the new super hypers of web three, and when I look at them, and a lot of them are the same um institutional investors behind web two, um, yeah. um, people that got that's it, a problem it being early on web two, like. You know, and that, again, applying my own logic, just because it's correlation, doesn't mean it's causation. Just because Gary Vee likes something doesn't mean it's something yeah. bad for something good. So right.
0: so really, really quickly, I want to put a pin in this. And uh, I want to get to what you were saying about uh, planning out um, and uh, contracting. Oh, sure. But uh, really quickly, so I'll give you the last word on this so we won't have to go back and forth. Oh, um, no. Okay. Yeah. Any, <laughs> maybe, was there any last thing? I wanted to just, just a clip it. Any last thing on... Um, gurus and what to watch out for or whatever, how, how you view them, because there's a lot of that going around right now. I just wanted to get your quick perspective uh, and last word on that.
1: Uh, actually, the last word on that segues in the next thing I want to talk about, which is I I one of the things that I'm trying for this next year, and I promise I'll tie it back, is um, I'm trying, I've had, I actually had a New Year's resolution strategy that's worked pretty well for me, I thought. Okay. But now I, s- I came across something where I'm like, oh, I think this could work even better. It's it's something called the 12-week year. And and I saw it in the... Right, right. Yeah. And you sent me a little, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm not saying this is the next silver bullet. The reason I'm excited about it is because I feel like it touches on some of the criticisms I have and it fits me. And so that's that's my thing on the gurus. Oh, it's not even gurus. It's um the, the... I like the way you put it. it like the mindset, positive thinking you know, types and then the sort of like the way that you had them initially bucketed were like the left brain 10 X rule, like, you know, the, the linear sort of like uh, people versus like the ones that yeah. focus on like Attract- ma- massive action attraction. versus law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my, my thing is that not only are there bits and pieces of that, that have to work that, that do work. Um, but you also have to be like in sort of the right place and the right mindset and also you have to balance what works with you with also just like empirically what has worked for people in general, getting away from sort of the opinion pieces and that kind of thing. So um, what I why the 12-week year got me excited about that is one of the opening lines that really clicked for me was that you already know everything you need to know in order to be successful. And I think that's where a lot of like the hype people dread, mm, that. Yeah. Because they make you feel like they know something that you don't or they've done things that you haven't. And so now yeah. you need to like contort your life into this absurd yoga position. Yeah. And if I get it in the same way, the insane, painful sort of like uh, right, right, teen and whatever, then I'll I will I will be like them. Get in on my
0: webinar for forty seven dollars and household for two hundred ninety seven later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, OK, I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm doing the the light therapy at 7 a.m. to combat this and I'm drinking the cold water for the metabolism and I'm using the pomodoros and I'm breaking things into 15-minute <laughs> tasks, and I'm, da, 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 if I can if I, if I inhale all of this, right? And the only reason they can say these things is because I've done it. Like, I'm I'm a recovering productivity addict. Let me put it uh-huh. this way. Okay. And, um, and, and having tried to make my own productivity company and seeing sort of like the, from the inside like what productivity apps are like and the reality of, of that kind of thing, that really appealed to me of like, you already know everything you need to know. And you, you don't need to learn, change who you are completely. The problem is not with you. The problem is with maybe a few small key things. Um, and, and one of them to me that I've always rebelled against, and that's why I, I caught on to this thing, is the idea of annual goals. Um, statistically speaking, most people have most of their resolutions fail. That's, that's just one of those things where most New Year's resolutions go unfulfilled. And, and they typically blame the person. Oh, you didn't have enough willpower. Oh, you didn't make the right type of goal. Or it was too focused on outcomes, not on like uh, patterns of behavior and this and that. And I've gone down that rabbit hole. Um, I actually have a habit tracker here that I still use. And it's just paper printouts. And I write things. And I check off whether I did them and have them in my face. And so I went to this extreme from uh, I had annual goals to no annual goals and it's just going to be monthly 30-day challenges. Okay. And that became, like, very productive and crazy making. <laughs> like, yeah, I was on this hamster wheel and I was, like, very productive, very, like, just unhappy. Like, and you're like, what's happening? I thought yeah. if I accomplish these things, then therefore I will be a more relaxed, right, right person, you know? So having gone down that rabbit hole and gone like, well, what the bu-? like, I, I did all the things. Why is it mm-hmm. a thing? Um, the idea of a 12 week year really appealed to me because it's like, oh, um, sort of like quarterly goals are maybe that sweet spot where anything shorter than that, you're driving yourself nuts and you're, you're in this brown state. day, anything right. longer than that. And you're setting yourself up for failure because of just how we work in seasons. A goal is far enough away. It doesn't feel real. You try to do it all at the last end. That feeling you have of that end of year thing that's a lot of people like oh it's mm-hmm. my time to wrap up shit and, and the new year's coming and the new year's of birds. and i and and maybe do you ever like know those kids that like they try out new personalities every year like you come back and you're like oh this guy likes to wear bowling shoes now that's his thing like that's his cool that's yeah okay let's see let's see how long that lasts in the year like that's his you know uh and that's how a lot of these productivity techniques felt to me it was like okay i'm gonna be the kid that wears bowling shoes this year yeah. that's my resolution you know uh, and I, I think that's the,
0: that's a byproduct also of the whole sales marketing thing where it's like, if I can, even if it's only uh, applicable to, you know, one fourth of the, you know, community, whatever that community is, which is a subset of, you know, so like one quarter of all black males, you know, really attached to this or whatever. So this yeah. guy is going to go balls to the wall. And try to market to that one group and get all of them, even though knowingly it may be wrong for a lot of people, right? So, yeah,
1: that's and sort, of, sort of like a like an in-group bias and a selection bias. Sort of like okay, um, but maybe a, a broadly, it's like oh, more broadly, might be something like. Um, uh, well, what I'm here, saying is, here's how to do great in sports book. Well, then athletes are going to buy it. Like you're r- right, right. And you're buying into it, and it's not necessarily going to be. Like the stay at home mom that's picking up a few tips from like uh the athletic lifestyle that could apply to her you know, right, so the,
0: um and you know kind of what you're saying there's this the that whole industry puts out a big you know, hey, this will work for you, and then you start going into it, and part of the way through, you fail, you fall apart, you either say it's bullshit or whatever and <laughs> and then they're just gonna admonish you and say, "Hey, you know, you gotta do it right or whatever." Because it yeah. worked for this other subset of people, so yeah. I that that's um, that's always annoyed me. But yeah. you're saying that with this 12 week thing, it's a little more
1: general than that. Because it seems like it, and 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 with the caveat of I'm excited to try it and we'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm also pretty self aware of like the, the like I said the pitfalls I've had at different extremes mm-hmm. of trying these things. Um, and 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 going back to his personality, we mentioned. Like the underlying thing for both of them is also that I think something that might be hard to write down. And and sometimes the simplest truths are the hardest ones where it's like, if you just have like a one-line book saying, this is what I need to do, like no one would believe it. And Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss have insane work ethics and they especially did earlier in their career. Like, you know, Gary Vee was notorious for staying up till 2 a.m. and putting his you know kids to bed at nine and putting his wife to bed at 11 and only sleeping three hours. And like, you know, that's the kind of work ethic you needed where he started out where he had like a a family liquor store. And this was before anyone was doing anything online or any sort of viral videos. And he like made video after video after video, like with an insane work ethic, he made that audience show up and then he turned that into sort of an empire. And so you're going to preach what you know, which is maybe an unsustainable work ethic. Like I've seen way so like way too many marriages fall by the wayside because people emphasize their careers. Like, that, that, that happens. There's no secret to it. You can, if you want to be like, you know, if you want to be like Elon, maybe then like Elon, you'll be on your fourth marriage, fifth kid. Like, (laughs) so, so so, so what's help, um, uh, 12 week or any other ideology,
0: what's helpful do you think for people going into 2022 to do? I mean, to how do they frame themselves in terms of, because I've, I've heard a lot of people just saying, you know, well, fuck a resolution. I'm just going to, live my life and do whatever. And I was kind of like, no, you could actually use that marker at least as this to, you know, think about improvement, think about getting better. You don't just have to, you know, be a, a fish flopping down a, a soggy Hill. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Yeah. If, if, what, what do you, I'm so, so back to the question, I'm yeah. sorry. what do you, uh, suggest, or maybe have some ideas on how people should look at goals, uh, and what they're doing a little better in 2022.
1: Um, so that's a tough one because like I said, like it's it is so individual and I can just sort of say what works for me. And if they find inspiration there, that works. And that same way that I wanna talk to you about your process and and see what they pick up on. But um for me personally, it's there's there's a lot of sort of know yourself yeah. and try to lean into the things that right. make you great stop trying to be someone else or stop trying to like look at things that you don't do well as just purely weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another great stats oriented research oriented book called Strengths Finder that just cracked my hood open. Um, Strengths Finder. Yeah. It's from the Gallup uh, organization, and it's, it's it's, like anything it can be taken to an extreme. Qualcomm Mm -hmm. uses it as like a, uh, it, yeah, practically a religion. There, they have like your strengths finder score posted on everyone's office door, so you know what their communication methods are, and et cetera. Et cetera. Like you could take anything cute <laughs> but oh, that's what they, yeah, that's but, awesome. Um, but, but it, and not it, awesome. It, <laughs> it's something that cracked my head open in terms of um, looking at again, looking at how people actually do rather than what they say. Um, the people that are world class at something, tend to be best at their, take their strengths and become the best at it rather than trying to round out their weaknesses. And and what I mean by that is not that they become sort of completely solipsistic. Mm-hmm. Um, they build systems for themselves or partner with people in order to do what they do best at. And so that, that's, that, hold this on, this is going to sound kind of, you, you said not to be completely solipsistic. What was that word? Uh, yeah, solipsistic, like not to be—that's like, a new word. I've never heard that one. spell Oh, uh, Uh, I probably, I probably just failed. I, got, I got to look that one up. Okay, carry on. Um, solipsistic, like being too self-involved, like too isolated, too myopic, you know, and like a lot of if you're if you're if a lot of people if you're like me. You just like see the things that you beat yourself up on that you wish you could be better, okay. rather than giving your credit, giving yourself credit for the things you do well and trying to get better at that. Um, so that's that's one thing. I would that's go, that's good. Do. I like the sound of that. Yeah, like do what you're you're good at, and also try to come up with systems or partner with people that help you where you're not. Like one of the things that I think has really helped for me productivity wise is at work and in life. Like I've, I've partnered with people that are very different from me, complementary personalities, like, Mm. um, people that are very like, um, empathetic and thoughtful and detail oriented and glue the team together and patient and that kind of thing. Whereas I'm like creative and momentum and go and entrepreneurial and risk-taking and, 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 you know, that, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, it's, it's like the classic designers you know, uh, that kind of thing. Like there's, that's the sort of Mars and Venus opposites attract track kind of thing. And, and so I think that's what I mean by like a system that works for me and I think works well and wouldn't necessarily work for, uh, for example, for my wife or for a coworker that's, that doesn't like making lists. Yeah. Um, whereas I love making lists. Like there's, there's something sort of seductive about lists where you feel accomplished by writing down the things you want to accomplish. It gives you this, you know, if you're a certain type of person, it gives you this, this sort of mistaken high. And you feel like the more lists you make, the more things you've accomplished rather than like you're just now making lists. Do, do you remember uh, that, uh, that,
0: so there was a social network that was nothing but lists. Do you remember? Oh that? yeah. There was a bunch of them. Oh uh, yeah. uh, What was that one? There was one know, the, uh, Bobby hundreds from, um, the hundreds clothing used. And I jumped on it for a little while. I just thought
1: it was the craziest funniest thing all oh, right yeah that that's my cult right there yeah i would that's i uh, <laughs> kill me i don't remember it. i lived through the great social network explosion of 2008 like mine was the one that i did in 2008 was around trying to get people to do outdoor activities and make lists of things that they've done and traveled to in their life so it we were one of like a dozen like like that uh so or yeah, yeah this list pretty universal um I don't know. See, that's again, it depends on you and you should try it and see if it works for you. That's that's my big advice is try some things and see what works for you. So for me, making lists works for a lot of other people. Um, what doesn't work for me is like diary entries and journaling and talking about how your day went and reflecting and and that like a lot of people do that and making lists don't work for them. So you should try some things and and, and not beat yourself up too much on like, am I winning or not? Um, I think the overall sort of thing that I said earlier about like, try to make your work more fun, like a little more spontaneous and try to put a little more structure in your personal life. I think that works for a lot of people too. Um, because I know that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to lighten up about work and try to make it fun and be more relaxed because like, uh, if you're anything like, like me, like at work, we already have things that like, I don't do in my personal life. Like I don't, um Have a quarterly goal that uh, you know, and then a weekly review to see how we're hitting this <laughs> quarterly goal,
0: right? I've I've known I have a personal friend just to, who, who's like that. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I I check up with you every quarter," and I'm like looking at my calendar, like, "Motherfucker, yeah, he did." <laughs> and it's like it, it's kind of like, "Why'd you put our friendship on a calendar?" It just seems kind of weird,
1: you know, but. It'll oh, like my friends, I yeah. do that. I'm like, fuck! I wish I could be a stenpholism. That's real smart. I should start a spreadsheet. You know that kind of thing. Oh, um, look, I, I have a question. Um, when you said,
0: "What uh, do what works for you?" That that's a phrase that gets thrown around a
1: lot. Yeah. Um, do you hear but, that? But you that? To try things, try things, yeah, and then see what clicks for you and why not. Be a little more self aware. Yeah. yeah, right. So when you
0: hear that, uh, do what works for you. Does works for you sound or mean? Um, what produces the best result or what makes you
1: feel better. Uh, Uh, Now you've gone to the core of it. Uh, It's only taken us any minutes to get through all of my wordsmithing and uh, hot air to get to the core of it. That is a big part of it. A big part of making lists and trying to be organized is like wanting to feel better. And you should recognize that and that making lists can help. uh, Journaling can help, but that's not the only things. And you know, getting along with your family or going for a run or do other put on some uplifting music we realize that it's just as much about making yourself feel good and that's where the like the the guru side they're like oh i like the the will smith like i mean how could you not get hype or for me the rock like god geez every training video he has makes me want to go like bunch of right. you know he's he's just exuding all this enthusiasm and approach and like he has this awesome talk that he gave the Lakers that they filmed and released for some unfathomable reason. I don't know why they would do that, but uh, you know, that, that kind of thing like can help a lot. And I, and I think here, I'll tell you something my therapist said like recently. Okay. Uh, I was asking her about, Hey, isn't all therapists have therapists too? And she goes like all the, the real therapists, like the clinic, not coaching, but like clinically approved, like um, licensed physicians and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They all have a, a, a duty to, it's not a fiduciary duty. It's a, Uh, medical, whatever the, they, 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 it's a requirement for them to, um, you know, talk to other people. And she said, one of the coolest things her therapist ever told her was that, um, um, whenever I hear someone's down, the first thing I tell them to do is go for a run. That's it. Like, I don't even need to hear the rest of your problems. I didn't need to know your life story. If you can't run, try, and you try to get jogging, you get moving, you get your breath up, do whatever you can, because there is no more natural, more organic sort of like jolt you out of your feeling like out of your skin kind of feeling. then then exercise and, and and it's kind of this weird self-fulfilling privacy and if you do it for consistently for a week like all these clinical symptoms that are true these are facts i feel this yeah all those actually end up receding in terms of like being the thing that's actually um uh the most important it's like that yeah. it's it, that's and, what i meant by like people can spit a bunch of facts that don't necessarily address sort of like the underlying how are you doing as a person do you need mm-hmm. to like get up and you know, away from this desk and stop being chained to the screen a little bit, maybe go for a run and maybe, maybe, maybe go do it it's... with a friend. So you're getting a double set yeah. of exercise and
0: so. Can... Oh gosh, who was, who studied that and was uh, talking about it? There's this, the weird, um, mind, body, you know, spirit, physical world relationship that, um, has connections that we still don't understand, you know, like, why your your hand starts twitching when certain things happen it's like well the nerves that are connected to your wrist are also near the same center of your brain that processes x y and z and there was a whole like study on like hey maybe there's a bunch of shit we don't understand about these connections butterflies in the stomach is one of them you know yeah maybe uh, definitely your your body hormones yeah. running up against each other and causing certain feelings et cetera. yeah,
1: yeah. um uh, but no, that's very but, interesting. Yeah, to I, think he, I think, I think you've uncovered like at what I was trying to say earlier. Like it's a key thing to me is understand that it's about how are you doing as a person and your feelings is the foundation. And then, then when you're, when you've got like, you, you don't have to be perfect there, you know, just going for a walk a day, making sure you're in a good safe space, like those, those basics, make sure you're actually getting sleep, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like get and and once you do those, That not being enough, like once you start feeling like, okay, I've done that for a while, like that's where then I think the sort of getting into list and your other goals are. So like what I'm trying to say is like match your level of goals to where you are and don't be afraid to start really like trim it way down. I call it monk mode. And it happens sometimes where like when there's just so much stuff going on or where I am in my head, I, I strip away all these other goals and I bring it down to like, okay, I'm unplugging for the internet for like a week, practically, no news, no soccer on TV. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to focus on today. Did I meditate? Did I eat a salad? Actually, that's funny. That's where I was in November. Like I've got, I was showing you my spreadsheets. Like uh this is my like crazy version of like when I'm doing like two dozen dozen (laughs) bowls at once. That was really productive because in September and October, we were in this push in my life where I had just started a new diet and it clicked and it was great, but it was hard. Yeah, and and also like at my work we were launching like these whole new things i spent all summer researching and figuring out but then my life got to a place where then it was too crazy and i'd accomplished certain goals and just the uh, needing to reset i came back to like three goals I was like okay yeah. did i have a salad today did i exercise did i meditate that's it like even yeah. meditate i'm like nah, no nah, whatever i had a salad next yeah like
0: <laughs> so speaking of speaking of monk mode um being you know, i was a Going through a, uh, there's the Buddhist twelve um, somethings. I forgot what they're called. I don't. But uh, I'll, I'll find it. But um, one of them is uh, about like developing rituals and uh, mm-hmm. things like that. It's I'll I'll, I'll read them off here. Um, do one thing at a time. Do it slowly and deliberately. Ooh, do less. Yeah. Put space between things. Develop rituals. Designate times for certain things. Devote time to sitting, smile and serve others, make chores meditation, think about what
1: is necessary and live simply. See, those uh, all sound good to me and they're things that I want to do. But right now, I literally remember like maybe two of them. That's, and, that's, yeah, that's, and that's why I'm sitting up on my brain my <laughs> is just kind of like every once in a while, I need one of those. And
0: there, here's, a, here's a funny thing. Um, one One of the things that I couldn't do was separating... Like this type of work from this type of work, right? So I'm like, okay, when I do this for once, once it starts to get too long, I can't, I can't sit down and continue doing that kind of work. I need to separate cook or something and then go into the other work. I just can't bounce back and forth. It was having, I was having problems with that. So at one point I started actually meditating in between, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't the meditation so much, although that did help immensely. It wasn't so much the meditation, but I had a little ritual of changing socks. <laughs> I, this, no, this, is, this, is, this is crazy silly, but you were talking about like that one little thing you could do. No, I was going to gonna kind make
1: of, fun of it. Uh, and then I realized I have a baseball cap here that I call my sinking cap. And I put it on when I really need to sit down and sketch out some ideas. So I, I yeah.
0: So no, I'm like, I'm like going about my day. And I'm like, all right, it's time to go into the next part of my day. I'll sit down, do whatever I have to do. I take off because I wear black socks most of the time. I throw off my black socks and then I put on my white socks when I'm ready to go into the other mode. Oh, that's funny. That's pretty cool. It makes no sense. Uh, yeah. But it, it does in a lot of ways. But um, it works for me. Like after I finish this, the white socks are going on and I'm, oh, that... I'm in a different mood.
1: <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Jason Shen, has, um, I think he said he went through some meditation training. He works at Facebook. And of course, like Facebook, it's like micro dosed, you know, it's super small and it fits their tech, their lifestyle in in that workplace. They work. It's like a game development place. They work a shit ton, right? Yeah. And especially if you're a PM, your your job is basically meetings. You're in meetings for a living, like just slam morning till night. And so his sort of like quick, but recentering um, strategy that he learned in some, on in one of their in-house lessons was um, the three breath rule. Okay. Before you go into something, after you wrap up a meeting, just take three breaths you know, the first breath, focus on your breath, second breath, focus on your body, third breath, focus on what you're going to do. So there's a quick, like 15 to 30 second, like just resetting you before a meeting. Um, so, um, when I was saying the poster, by the way, I didn't mean to make fun of it. There's something I want to tie into, which is (laughs) like, that's, which is that it's, there's a great book called, um, walking the walk. And it's about, um, people's values and companies values. Um, if you've ever gone through like a company and trying to start a company from scratch or joining a new one that's sort of finding its way, like people talk a lot about mission statements and their values and that kind of thing. And so I picked up a book on that once and it was so helpful for me and the CEO at the time. That, that was back at the, the first time I was uh, a chief product officer. Me and the CEO were trying to like set the tone for the company on certain things. And we love this book. And one of the precepts was people, it, I think this, I'm going here because I think the same thing about values applies to like goals and a lot of areas in your life. People can really only remember one, maybe two things in a given area. And, but they tend to make lists of like 10, 12 things they want to do. So like, you'll make Mm -hmm. a list of like, here's our five company values or seven or 10. And, but really when push comes to shove, you really have one, maybe two values. Like, because in your actions, it'll come through, you can't by definition, you can't satisfy all 10 values. And so it's it's really easy. Like Amazon, it's cost cutting. Like that's their thing. It's, you know, and, and uh, the customer, like serving the customer, but even serving the customer is almost like secondary to, like, they'll do anything to cut costs. Like, and it goes into their work culture where they're proud of people that have built tables by using extra door frames and making it out of nothing or whatever. Like, that cost cutting is your main value. You can put all these other values about diversity or about work-life balance or whatever. But when it comes to your actions, it shows in the one or two things. And I, that naturally appeals to me because at work, like my, my, and actually even in my like creative side projects and group projects, I tend to be the guy that's like the simplicity guy, the focus guy, the keep things running guy. And the way that tends to work is like on focus. Like you can really focus on one or two things. So Circling back to just slowly unpacking your question about like, you know, what people can do. I think we've hit on a few good things and it's like, you know, A, try a bunch of things to see what works for you. B, what? like, don't neglect your emotional side and, and see the thing that that ties into that is where I was showing you all my list of things. I went through mm-hmm. phases and where I'm doing a couple dozen things or I'm doing just monk mode of two or three things. Yeah. Like, be okay with trimming it. All the way back and just saying, well, what are just the one or two things that I want to do? And it's it's not in this, like th- that aspect. I think is is most ignored. People want it like the new year starts, and by the end of this year, I want a new job, and I want a new car, yeah. and I want to lose weight, and I want this, and he list ten things, and trimming it back to like re- to like one two yeah. things really makes you go like, okay, what is actually really important in my life? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something I think a lot of people don't do enough of either. Uh, I agree. that I found works well for me. Yeah. Okay. So even those those 12 things can become a habit, but it's like um, if you look at athletes, for example, they use things like um, techniques like periodization where they have, let's say a dozen crucial skills in one area. They can't learn them all at once. They will do a deep dive on one skill between four to six weeks. You know, yeah, all these different ways to make sure it's learned, and it's like we call it muscle memory, muscle your brain. brain. Until, mm-hmm. until your brain has right, like the, the right. muscles have no memory. We call it muscle memory until it's literally automatic, and then you yeah, We're unconscious confidence. Yeah, We're- yeah, yeah. And so you, that's that's like if I was seeing your twelve Buddhist list, for example, yeah. I'm, I'm just picking on it because that yeah, things good. ultimately sound awesome. I would start with one of those techniques, try to really put it to practice for four to six weeks, and then try the next thing four to six weeks. So the the last most practical thing I would say I can't vouch for twelve weeks here because uh, you know I'm I'm just starting in I feel like it works for me and all the other caveats yeah but but the 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 the, the thing I went through of getting rid of uh, annual resolutions I think is positive I think most people should I don't think they they because I think that's kind of the default for most people when they think of their goals and resolutions they think of an annual resolution or they think about ah, whatever fuck it and I think you're right that there's a the middle ground and I think the thing you should go for. Is just do some thirty day challenges and try to pick one thing. Just pick yeah. one thing for the month you want to get better at. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, getting enough sleep each night. That that's a major fucking yeah. project. You might find yourself buying a device. Self, you would yeah. like who knows? Like um, you know, pick one thing and try to get better at that one thing. And then by the end of the year, if you've you try to get better at one thing twelve times, or you've gotten better at twelve different <laughs> things, yeah, who cares? Yeah, I like the sound of it.
0: Yeah. No, but, but I want—I definitely want to hear
1: where you're. Uh, in a in a couple months or whatever, how the yeah. um, twelve week year is going. Yeah, it's funny. I'm in such a place with work right now where twelve weeks feels too long for me, and I have a six at the six week mark. Uh, my birthday's coming up in the six week mark in mid February, okay. and I didn't I didn't get away for the winter break like I wanted to, and that's okay. I still got to reflect and renew and recharge and stuff, um, but. I really need to get away. And so I am getting away for a week in February. And so I kind of worked over the holidays lately. And so I'm going to be able to do that. Right, we'll, 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 we'll get to the, so I think I, we'll, I think we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Whenever you have time and you want to review what you've uh,
0: learned, experienced, gone through with this whole thing, uh, yeah, definitely let me know.
1: Yeah, the reason I'm throwing it out there and I'd love to do a six-week follow-up is because in my work, the next six weeks will basically determine if there's another six months or six years. So uh-huh. one of those, <laughs> we're in one of those names, hence the monk mode. I'm like, ah, this is all I can do. These three things, yeah. and the rest of my life is work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, you, but so I do know, want to ask you something. It. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Jeez, are we going to be able to get in this? I want to know... So much about like when you, okay, I do want to get into life history stuff. Like I want to get into like your work mode as an artist versus a developer. Do you not see okay. differences, how you got there? But like, maybe we can go backwards because the thing that intrigued me, the thing where I was like, oh, hey, I saw you working on resolutions. I am too. Do you want to talk? Okay. The thing where I was like, oh shit, we got, hey, we got to dive into this is when you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I've got a pretty good thing. So I was like, okay, Oh, wh- what's your thing? I'll boil it down to one word, energy.
0: Okay. So, I, for a long period of time, um, I I think that, you know, there's this whole thing about two types of energy, kinetic energy, potential energy, and energy is basically um, the, you know, your ability to do work, Uh, work being defined as the ability to displace something. The more work you do, the more you displace something, the more you move things around. So, if you want the power to change something, you're going to need to work at changing it. To get that work done, you need energy. Whether you stored it up over years and not used it, like reading or um, you know not eating bullshit or whatever, you know that's our potential. <laughs> and yeah, your, one one important your, source: your, your kinetic energy is when you're putting it in action.
1: Whatever. Okay. Okay. But in in one word, um, oh, I see. I, so potential energy—you describe it as like. Your capacity for how much work you can do, like your, your bandwidth, like your overall, uh, uh, ability to apply force. Is that it? Uh, No, no, not, not your ability to apply force,
0: but just like, um, reading a book doesn't right away do anything. Like if I'm reading about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that doesn't have an immediate aspect, but so many
1: books have immediate The conversation. (laughs) Like um, not something that you would sit down and have a billable hour. Oh, no. Okay. Let's say, let's say I'm reading about, you know, the the history
0: of apples, right? Going back to that thing, you know, I'm just reading about the history of apples. If in 10 years, you know, I know that somebody's going to give me an apple company, you know, I can walk in there like, Hey, I had all this potential energy about apple stored up in my head. Let's see where it goes. Okay. Okay. okay let's get off the potential kinetic thing. Cause that's all oh, another okay. bit but basically just energy. Can I keep flowing with um, what works for me? And I think I was having a lot of problems with, I've got this great idea. I'm going to try to implement it. And then the forces of the world, the forces of timing, the forces of, you know, I can't get all of it out of myself at once. You know, I need to go in steps or whatever, a lot of things were causing my personal energy to get effed up and it ended up damaging me in, Mm. you know, like physically, mentally, socially damaging me. So I, I, I put it in this bubble called energy where I was like, you know what, there's, if I have a thought and I'm trying to get it out and someone says, shut up or you lose your job, then all of a sudden I still have the energy of this good idea floating around in my head and it's mm-hmm. just driving me crazy. So I was like, I was like, um, and this is this has been building for years now. Yeah.
1: years. Um It's like it's a it's a you have a clear concept in your head and you've been able to work with it. I have to admit, I'm still sort of trying to unpack it, like cause it sounds a little bit like momentum, like getting it out yes, there, but also it's a little a little bit about like you know, positivity, like what makes not, like positivity that comes from inside, but also the external environment. Like, is it, uh, you know, a, you know, a positive, one? like, so I'm hearing a couple of different things, but they all mm-hmm. boil down to like, is that energy, like flowing out of you? Like, do you have like this, are you executing?
0: Right. And it's not necessarily a hardcore productivity thing. Mm-hmm. Like to keep my energy flow going to keep, um, my good flow going, I yeah. need to rest. So, if i'm doing something and it's hard work and i'm like you know what going to sleep is good for
1: me right now that's yeah. part of my good energy flow oh i'm good I go at to sleep. sleep i'm i'm a genuine napper i i can nap anywhere anytime instantly like that right I just learned today that Cristiano Ronaldo takes up to five naps a day. And I'm like, aha, see, I, ha- I call it the new <laughs> Cristiano technique. Nap your way to success.
0: <laughs> so so definitely, definitely stop me if any of this uh, sounds crazy because I've... No, no, no. I've, I've uh, talked about it in my very lot small it. bits and written a lot of it out, actually. Yeah. But uh, explaining it like this, I haven't done before. So as I'm progressing through what I'm trying to do, um, you know, I... I had to start realizing that I only have control over certain things and make, namely my choices. Um, I only, I can, it may be a little difficult, but I can stop and reframe everything that's happening to me. And so like if somebody, somebody drove by, actually, I was, uh, I was walking with this, um, this friend of mine down the street, mm-hmm. and someone rolled down the window and started cursing, Bye, you know, and yelling stuff, and they were laughing. And she, like, got really pissed off. And I was so far ahead or so far along on my personal energy journey, Mm -hmm. I was like, if I was to let that affect me, that would bounce around me, f up my whole energy. I just immediately said to myself, statistically speaking, I walk around the city all the time, not much happens to me. There's the anomaly. Boom, there we go. And I just kind of kept going with it.
1: This bugged the person next to me for like years, you know, How? and then this, this must have been before the, the hot trend of like the stoic mindset. Cause that, that the stoic stuff, that's what appealed to me about, you know, oh, you can only control your only choices, not the outcomes and that kind of, and there, there I've gone in that direction where like, I try to also be mindful of like, um, this is where my therapist helped in terms of going like, no, 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 you can let go of some things by saying like, oh, well that. That did hurt, and it's admit it. Oh yeah, totally, I totally. I, I don't know where they came from, and that may told who knows. Like you know, and you just kind of like find ways to let it go because so it can. Right. If it, if you let it stick with you, then they're renting price right. in your head. You know? I have a very special place in my heart
0: for my anger. Anything that <laughs> I anything that I'm mad at, anything that I'm angry with, the frustrations. You know, it's like okay, this frustrated me because of this. Fuck that guy. I don't like yeah. this. I know and understand it but I'm not going to let it bubble around inside me and damage me for no good reason. I'm not going to, um, like if I'm losing sleep over it, what am I trying to figure out? What am I losing sleep over? Am I, am I trying to figure out the best way to get back at that guy? Am I trying to figure out like why they did that or what is it about me? There are so many other ways of reframing that thought of, you know, like, well, Hey, that was a good opportunity for me to understand that there are still things that we need to fix in the world. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to go make some phone calls and, you know, say happy birthday or, you know, have a nice day to some people. That reminds me to keep on doing good things or whatever the case may be for you. But that's
1: awesome. That's what I was here in a good place with that, because I I am not. I'll, I'll point out as a weakness. I used to be much better about being able to harness anger as an energy and mm-hmm. see the positivity of it when I was an athlete because, like, going for a run was my way to process it. Works well that works well physically. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, right very, I the- can't do it anymore. And I and had finally given in to being like, all right, I'm one of those middle-aged old farts that needs to get an e-bike because, like, I can get my energy <laughs> out, but I'm not going to get stuck on a hill uh, or, like, stuck to the house away from home. So that's that's one of my other twenty yeah. twenty two. Uh, products is to get an e-bike and the funny yeah. thing is i've literally not talked about this with anyone or other than my therapist i'm like yeah i needed e-bike for my to be able to like channel like, like a peloton <laughs> yeah no no like a real bike yeah oh, all okay. right no uh, so check this out um
0: now now what i'll say about resolutions uh and energy yeah. what i started doing um because i was looking at goals and there's this whole thing about whether I failed or whether I succeeded, whether I reached it, whether, you know, uh, it it just became this whole thing of like, well, shit,
1: I don't want to have that idea that I failed at something. So like a report card in their own head, like judging them, you know, on how they scored in life. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what I started doing was like, you know what, this
0: year, I think that I'll be, I'll do good by putting more of this type of energy out. I want to see where it goes, where it builds. And one thing I noticed in, and I, I don't talk about my resolutions until after the fact. Mm, so okay. that's um, personally, it's just not something I like doing. If I talk about it beforehand, I'm not one of those um, manifest by speaking it kind of people. Mm. I,
1: my, my thing is, you will know me by my works. Oh, I wish I was more that way. I I try not to be. It's maybe I'm that, but that's why I'm so hard on those. Because Mm -hmm. naturally, if I was unchecked, I would go down that route. And it's out of excitement. Like when I get excited about something, I talk a lot, and that can really get trouble. Actually. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So my thing is, if if nobody says anything about me or Mm -hmm. makes a or or there's there's nothing remarkable. Literally, they can't remark about it, or um, or there's no. A uh, physical or material change in the world that I have to make, like, you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm on an energy path, and should this energy work out for me, I should see the results of it because, once again, if the energy is doing its work, something will be displaced in the world, and I will have made an effect. So,
1: can you give an example based on maybe a thing that
0: you have just wrapped up a year ago? I would not be talking live in front of people like this at all, wow. especially not for anything longer than 10 minutes. Got it. And, wow. it, ha- and it would have had to have been scripted. Go but ahead. now people don't even need to know about that resolution. They talk to me and they're like, oh, yeah, you do the lives you do them for two and three hours. Sometimes you're comfortable talking online.
1: Maybe that's where I took it. Like, so may- that's why I, I I had such a fun time mashing that button on you about like, yeah, let's talk for two hours without a script because we did it last time and it worked well. And I didn't see all the work behind the scenes over the course of a year for you to get to that point where you're doing that. Because yeah. uh, like, what would you say your natural state was? Like, let's say a year ago, if you rewind, where why was it that 10 minutes at most scripted was your comfort zone? Is it uh, uh, just like it, this was just another skill that you had to acquire in terms of like, uh, yeah, what, you know, what, what, I I felt there was
0: good to be gained from just uh, getting into more of the social communicative energies. And one thing with the goal, I as I said, I don't set hard goals. I just know that there's this energy about being social, being connected to people that I was looking for. So I don't. I didn't have it set in the hard goal, but I had it. Well, I erased my 2021 goals because I'm about to do 2022. Um, but I wanted to flow more naturally, socially online. It was something I written up. Anyway, well, that, well, that's not. That's not eating at that. <laughs> I, I'm trying, man, and it's not a. It's not a hard, fast goal. It's just, yeah. and I can erase it at any time in my head. I, I, I can erase it and say, you know what. I'm seeing the energy flowing a little more in this direction, even though I thought it was, even though I thought it was Northwest, it's like North, West, West, you know,
1: slightly off, you know? Yeah. Um, That's really cool. I like that because I think it leaves you more open towards, this is something that I I need to be conscious of that I'm very curious about um, when I'm looking at potential pitfalls of like my approach for this next year is to leave open room for experimentation and creativity and for like the muse to enter, whether that's writing or yeah. whatever. And I'm, I'm focusing on execution because I think, um, for example, as a designer, when you design things, like I think that one of the common conceptions that that, that, that even I'll have sometimes that could get mm-hmm. me in trouble is waiting for inspiration to strike as opposed sure. to the sort. And that, there is a truth to that. There is a sort of like, Oh, you know, that feeling when you're onto something, you just got to get it out of your head. Yeah, but what makes someone a professional designer is when you design something on the day that you've had a flat tire or like today when I had a, an urgent care issue with my dog. Like right. that, you show up every day and you try to go at it, you know? And that's that's the sort of like... Um, well, at, you know, at that time... Thing I, approach yeah. of at measure time, it by volume, you know? At
0: that time, those things happen. That's when you are most open to that experience because yeah. you have to stop and you have to... T- like, well, shit, dog. You know, yeah. You have yeah. to you have to deal with that. Or, um, you know, if somebody like, hey, I can't make it to uh this. Actually, happened to me. It's like, hey, I can't take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese and da da da. Dah. We're gonna need you there. And I'm like, yeah. what the? I don't want to <laughs> deal with kids. And e. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, you know, I'm getting the good energy from. Hey, these kids are stupid, man. Look at the yeah, hell these games. They're like, yeah, they're gonna yeah. break their, they're gonna break their necks, man. They're crazy. And I'm just getting a whole new perspective on this stuff, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's totally when you're most open to it, but you don't think you are because you yeah. stop thinking about it. Consciously.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to get to a place where I, I think my goal for this year is very execution focused, because mm-hmm. I think that is the thing that gets in the way of most people desires where they want to go. Right. It's not, you don't, you don't, and this is where I'm channeling a lot of uh, the 12 week stuff that I've read so far, which is like, you don't really need to learn more about health to find the newest diet. Like, you know that it's eating healthier and exercising yeah. more, right? Like I said, this like one line book wouldn't sell very yeah. well. If, if Tim Ferriss's book said, like work insanely hard at finding ways to have things pay off in the least amount of time investment possible, uh, and, and to open yourself up to either more experiences or to other and apply that to other places. Like, like they, that would be a one page book. Yeah. But it's, it's, it takes like an entire novel to sit down and sort of unpack it all, see if it's right. So that, that kind of like execution oriented focus for me is a big deal because like showing up every day, mm-hmm. like regard, and that creates a space yeah. for when imagination imagination, creativity can strike. But, it'll also make you feel better about the days where, you know what, you punch the clock, you tried right. and you left it all in the field and it didn't happen today and just move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and like moving on, you said, um, that's one thing I've tried to do because as I said, I get stuck with a bad energy. I'm stuck in a discussion for too long. I'm stuck in a, and when I'm in discussion, I'm in just like, I've had the same argument with the same person for years now. And I'm like, why am I still stuck in this discussion? You know, just, and it was what I call bad energy. If it's not flowing, then it's bad energy. I don't care if the energy's going to the left or to the right. If it's not flowing well, then I, that's what I call bad energy. So interesting. I don't, I try not to. I mean, I do in certain cases and I understand like smart goals and accountability and all that, all these other techniques. But I've started looking at getting away from, uh, results-based goals where you're like, I need this very specific, big result. Um, and I've gotten away from extremely stepwise goals where it's like, I will do 30 pushups a day. I will do blanks Mm -hmm. every month. I will hit these quotas, quota-based, maybe that's what I should call it. Yeah. Um. And so stepping away from those two, because I noticed bad things were happening to me when I got into either of those tunnels, is that I was able to free myself to just kind of, you know, feel what my receptors were telling me. Like, if I've eaten too much, then, you know, I'm like, I'm a little sluggish. Mm. Oh, this is where the negativity comes in. This is where the holding on to negativity comes in at. It's really easy for most of us to find something that they don't like, Mm. but then they stay there. Now, what I've been practicing is once something negative happens, stop, understand that emotion, that feeling, the parameters of it, and then say, well, that's what I don't like. What does that mean that I do like? Yeah. And starting to push myself towards a
1: better result. So... Oh, that's that's one I've been asking my therapist to get better at for a while. Which is the the core concept of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, or uh, uh, there's a subset of that, which is um, acceptance and commitment therapy. And that one is I really like a lot. Uh, there's shit. There's like a seminal book on that. I think it's is this it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Happiness Trap um, by Russ Harris. Oh my gosh,
0: that is on some random. That is on some random Apple note somewhere, right?
1: Oh, written that, down. Oh, it's right here. Uh, <laughs> Where Like, oh, here it is. Um, oh, don't worry. I've got books on how to be nice. I've got books on Atomic Habits here. I've got books on how to get along with colleagues. Like, I think about this shit constantly, and I have to tell you that um, this one is is one of the biggest game changers because it touches. Um, it, it just looks like oh, another but, but it's it's actually like an introduction to this entire subset of psychology called ACT. And how they put it in. Yeah. And, it's, I was
0: and it's something another graphic designer at that cover, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah, exactly. It does have a little <laughs> bit of a rich dad toward that. Someone designed it in their garage, like uh, yeah. PageMaker 2.0 kind of thing. But um you're making me want to revisit this because and and uh well not you just also life is like in terms of yes. you know wanting to go away and Kevin Read because like this this track, this most people's techniques. Mm-hmm. are sort of instinctual to something negative and it's avoidance or they fall into these patterns without realizing it and to be self-aware like you said and step back and say what what's going on here and why and to be self-aware of it takes a lot of mindfulness and effort and training and practice but first you have to be aware that that's even an option and, and that yeah. could be good to like sit with the negative emotion a little bit you know it's oh, that. Yeah. That's in that th- this book, highly recommended, not because it solved everything for me, but because I keep it's like a well, like I keep going back to it to try to get better at it. And this is definitely one of my when you're getting into emotional goals and and not neglecting. It's it's almost like when you talk about energy as something a little more holistic, like not yeah. just not just a checkbox somewhere. It's like you as a person, like, how are you doing? Like, how's your energy
0: so, okay, I want to wrap in, wrap in with uh, part two of this. Uh, okay. So energy by nature, as I said, kind of does work and um, displaces things. That can be considered growth. So if my energy is doing what it should be doing, then I don't need to look at a checklist. I will look back and say, hey, I grew here. I learned this. I made these connections. I've grown. So... I kind of look at everything as in, um, you know, like if something I, I kind of outgrow certain things, like I don't ever call anything I've done. I'm, I'm trying to get away from calling things I do bad, like you say, Oh, you know, I'm, I, I used to eat a lot of junk food. Right. Um, yeah. just cause I, and I used to like the taste of just like, Hey, there's this weird new Lay's candy in you know, the uh potato chip flavor. There's yeah. weird, weird new cookie at Sprouts, you know, that yeah. I'd go get. Yeah. So what I started doing, and I was talking to a lady in the grocery store about this. So I'm in the grocery store and I've got this process kind of already down and I'm happy with it. I I buy a box of cookies and I see this lady like looking around all the cookies and she's just having trouble like, oh, I shouldn't buy cookies. I should, you know, and I was kind of like, I was like, hey, just get the cookies. And she, she was like, well, no, I eat too many cookies. And, We'll just eat one and she's like well what do you mean i was like i'm not about to eat this whole box of cookies oh, i was gonna i'm gonna eat one cookie and then throw the rest out and she's like <laughs> what and i'm like yeah exactly isn't that a waste of money Like, well if i was if i was close to work or something i'd take the cookies give leave the rest of them out at work and just take the one but the whole process of me going to the store buying cookies that held such a good feeling for me like hey the fresh baked cookies at sprouts or whatever yeah that trying to fight it was so much more damaging than buying it eating one cookie and throwing the rest away yeah and after i got into the habit of throwing cookies away it was like i was about to buy a box of cookies and i was like yeah just gonna throw them away just i cut cut out the middle man yeah <laughs> yeah and um actually Uh, A book you mentioned, The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg. Mm. He mentioned something similar. And it was one of those moments where I recognized something I had done in his research. And that that gave me a, you know, a big boost to like, oh, shit, I'm actually on the right path. This isn't just crazy stuff I'm doing. There's actually research behind it where
1: you've got this, um, cue response and a trigger. Yeah. It's like that. That's a book that like I sound even for me too dense. Like it felt a little academic But It felt very. It, it was very, it was based on a lot of research and very true. Mm-hmm. But I think the broader point, I just realized that I, I, when I was saying everyone should try things, like, you know, what I mean, you're making me want to do is to actually sit down and say like, okay, everyone has their personal playbook and they should try things. And, but they should try to sit down and describe what it is. Cause this conversation alone, I've been taking notes the whole time we go through, like I'm sure I will when we go this back. This is good first, shit. This is good shit because it's like sitting down, <laughs> having to explain yourself and then also compare and contrast with someone else like and make each other like it could make you eat each other's ideas like better or see where it is. Like we often don't really do that, you know, and 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 I also don't I am so execution oriented and momentum and focus and et cetera. Like that's why I've got a book on the happiness trap is because it doesn't come naturally for me to sit back and say what is my energy? What is, where is it going to neglect that part? Like, it, because like. It's, no, no when, when, I, you said, when, I, when you said it back, I'm like, uh, I saw I don't I, don't I it. I No, I like I like natural right now. You know? No, it does. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> just because such <laughs> things woo-woo doesn't mean it's not true. Like, let me put it this way. Like, um, I'm laughing I, at myself. I, doing yeah. Like, I could phrase what you're saying in more scientific ways that happen to be true and et cetera, or I could phrase them in ways that are woo-woo and they could still be true. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let, me, let me give you an example. When you were describing energy uh, around the cookies, I was thinking of something um, where, and this time I forget where I got it from, but basically a trick on uh, how to get good at public speaking that Mm -hmm. has to do, it it is one of these like um, uh, acceptance commitment therapy or, or cognitive behavioral therapy sort of techniques, which is one of the truisms about us emotionally is that it's harder to tamp down an emotion or to make it happen than it is to redirect it. So for example, mm-hmm. if you're feeling anxious before speaking publicly, what most people try to do is say, I'm not anxious and try to make themselves calm, but it's right. like trying to, once you're, you those hormones are going in that, it's like trying to slow down a train on the train tracks. It's yep. got its own momentum and it's going, this emotion is its own thing. What you're, what you are able to do is to sort of jump the tracks and get that train pointed at somewhere a little different and go like, I have this energy, but I'm excited. I'm not anxious. I'm excited to share what I know and to get out there and et cetera they're both such similar like high value energies you know like i like sadness is a low energy but then yeah. you say like okay well i'm sad but this is also a you know what sadness has a role in society it bonds people together like an inside out or sadness when i'm alone is actually reflective my t- it's telling me something like you can redirect these low and high energies instead of yeah. it being good or b- i know where i got from um a insanely great book called the upside of your dark side when you were talking about oh, no. how that sounds good. It I love, so good. I'm so in love with my dark side. Oh, man. <laughs> it's supposed to be like an 80-20 thing where you're not supposed to be 100% happy, but you're not supposed to be 100% in the depths. It's There's this natural rhythm of like 80-20 where like naturally 80% sort of good and 20% mm-hmm. like bad. But taking it away and not seeing it as bad, but seeing like those emotions tell you something. Like that's the underlying like actual real psychology and science behind the movie Inside Out. Like each one of those characters has a positive use. Anger is motivation. It is an energy that will cut through things. Uh, Fear is detail-oriented, forward-looking, and it's telling you are not unprepared for something. Disgust is also a taste to telling you whether something is like a vibe for you or not um sadness is a bonding mechanism and the truth is in the movie they boiled it down to five to make it simpler for the the, the characters and, and just a story like in reality it's actually about 17 different emotions and they all have sort of have their positive negatives and uses and they all have their sort of high or low energy states um and so like that that sort of like embracing yourself as a human being is what you're tapping into me with energy now I could take it and put that in woo woo terms where, when you're talking energy, it's making me think of like um, uh, theater, my theater undergrad, and, and that stuff that was always hard to get into. But, like, because oh man, of, you know what i get? Mean? like? Oh, like, what's your energy, your aura, and what's, but it's still true and it works. And those people work with these fluffy concepts to create these yeah. pow- f- true, powerful works of art. And you have to go through these things that feel. Monkey and weird and stupid and subjective, but that are still you know real you know and so but it's still energy and it's still you can say woo woo you can say I read it in this book and here's the research it's the same it's it's all energy and like that's getting back to those examples of the gurus you pick that's kind of what I mean by like they can they could all have truisms in there yeah and it depends on whether your style is like an Oprah or Will Smith style or if your style is like a carry V Tim Ferris style like it kind of depends on what speaks to you and what, what you're good at. But, you know, in the end, um, don't neglect, neglect the like underlying emotional person underneath because I have, and it's not great. (laughs) No, it is not great. Oh man. Uh, Al,
0: this has been awesome. I don't know if you have anything else you want to jump into quickly. Always oh, quickly.
1: Oh. But uh this is this whenever you need to fill airtime. <laughs> whenever you have an extra 18 hours to fill, <coughs> just call me on. Yeah. No, this was this was
0: really good, man. Um, I've got a lot to uh to chew on and I'm I'm still thinking about my oh, resolutions. Yeah, uh I'll be I'll be thinking about them all through January.
1: Um, my own version of resolutions. But yeah. um yeah how about eight. this you want to check in on february like i'll call you from a cabin in the woods somewhere i'm not joking that's what i am i am doing that uh they'll call you like in mid-february and just be like so that way it's not like a hey how did you do last year but it's like that process that we all sort of like you know that the beginning of the year when we're all mm-hmm. sort of finding our way it's 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 an interesting time because it's like people telling you who you they want to be and like how they wanted to get there and what their how their life is doing. it's just kind of cool discussion that i wish you know more of us had like but um you know how it is over the holidays you just want to get stuffed on turkey or binge on movies or whatever instead so um so for me this has been really cool this has been like one of the 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 better like end of year discussions i've ever had on on a personal front so i really appreciate it i i I appreciate you uh shout out to andy for saying you need to talk to this guy once in a while i'm like all right Oh, oh man yeah def oh and speaking of andy uh i am so bummed that i missed your spider verse uh, conversation last tuesday yeah oh how good was that can i just get 30 seconds of you jonesing on that how good is that <laughs> uh, the spider verse uh, uh well the, the the last spidey movie which owes yeah. a debt to into the spider verse oh, okay right which also um, now has a sequel like how oh, that was how the, hot is it was, right now
0: that was bonkers man uh you know, where, as I said, I was I was so fascinated by what they were doing. Uh, I, I think that may have overshadowed my like for the actual movie. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, because I'm like, holy crap, they're doing this. Wait a minute. Yeah. was That a callback
1: exploding to- everything. Miles Morales has got to happen now. Like, you know, you're, you're seeing yeah. it all. Like I was just popping at like eight different things in there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know if you ever heard um,
0: me and Andy talk about the evolution of storytelling and how it's just happening as a, you know... No, i used to used to think of a story where you have just this one story, beginning, middle, end, boom. Now it's yeah. more like you've got this, well, hey, did you know about this thing that happened before? What about this thing that's happened after? And it, it kind of organically comes from comic books, you yeah. know, where yeah. you'd be in a comic book store and you can't just pick up one single comic and be like, oh, this is a Spider-Man story. No. Somebody on some other road is gonna like look over and say, well, hey, if you're gonna read that series, make sure you get this Punisher series because he shows up in blah blah blah
1: and you're like, yeah, Punisher that, that's that's the best part about comics. It's a universe. Yeah. It is a it's and it explodes your horizons. It's a yeah. 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 So yeah. along with that,
0: we we're we're witnessing this idea and um Andy and I have pointed it out in different ways. We're like saying the same things but arguing with each other, right? <laughs> um so sorry we got this evolution of storytelling the matrix happened sorry about that yeah Uh, it's okay i'm back yeah we got this uh, evolution of storytelling where you don't have to expect people to know what's going on because when they see something in a movie and go hey what's that or who is he talking about instead of being confused and saying that's dumb they immediately go to their phones or ask their friends. It's just a total different way of enjoying a movie where it's like, oh, I don't know about something? I got to go talk to my friends or whatever. And it's nice. really it's really bizarre watching people in the forums who have like never, yeah. like, they're, you know, if you watch people who have never seen like a, a, a Iron Man movie or something and mm-hmm. a trailer comes out, if you go look in the YouTube comments or look on on Twitter or something, Somebody will say something like, you know, yeah, I saw the movie. I was confused about this. They won't say they didn't like it. They'll say I was confused about that. And then a bunch of people will jump in and they're like, oh, OK, well, let me go look this up and look that up.
1: Yeah, that didn't fly like 10 years ago or something. It's, you know, it's, it's just like well, it's funny. It does fit into themes that have been going on since the 70s. So like before I forget, though, like this, this is such a long in-depth thing that I, I really want to hear more about, because I know like Andy really thinks deeply about story. Can you can you uh, can you give me a shout out to like an episode with Andy? Did you guys talk about it on air or um I have a I have a podcast episode number I don't know. Uh, okay, no no no, I'm just putting it down as a pen. is like I would love to see the the Andy episode about that because the 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 one thing I'll throw in is um there's an author in tech circles that I like a lot that wrote about media and culture for like one book. Yeah, um, and, uh, and I like him a lot. Now I'm blanking on his name. I want to say is Steve Johnson. No, no, Steve, jo- Steve Johns. He is, so the book title is, um, everything bad is good for you. And he had this really interesting take on how the things that we call sort of trashy junk media now are actually high class art. And it's just not recognized in this time. And he had some interesting arguments for it. The the reason he's known in for tech circles is like, he was he he was a big, I think he was like editor-in-chief at Wired. He's the one that spotted the phenomenon of things that created Napster before it ever happened. Like, he wrote a book of mm. emergence about, um, emergence of how like, you know, small collective, uh, small systems with small collective rules can lead to this emergent uh, active behavior. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. All this really cool. That's why GTA exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so he took a break and he like, I was like, Jesus, can, can, this guy's like a triple threat. What can't he write about? Like, he wrote about media and culture. I'm like, All right, let's see a tech nerd Right about, he wrote about how basically um, things are getting denser, more cognitively um, harder for us to challenge in more interesting ways. So like if you look at, and the way he mapped it was, if you look at, for example, what was considered a groundbreaking TV series at the time in the 70s was Hill Street Blues. what made it groundbreaking was that it had multiple storylines going that was its chief invention that's what set it apart that's why people had such fond memories and it's why it cracked everything open and it's funny you can see it like if you go back and watch like you know uh like uh 80s stuff like knight rider or it's like oh my god like it's opposite you're like oh get on with the plot it's the one plot yeah hill street blues took that and then you actually map the complexity of TV episodes. And then he did it for uh, movies and he did it for song structures and complexity of lyrics, complexity of melody. Everything's getting more complex. Um, and that there, there's been some rebounds to that. Music in the last 10 years, um, statistically, has gotten a lot simpler like as it's gotten more popular. Like That's another mm-hmm. thing. But movies and TV seem to have gone with that. And he wrote this book like 10, 20 years ago. I didn't even think of this sort of like multiverse, like, comic book style. Like, it's almost like a whole other level, but, like, continuation of this kind of thing. Um So, uh, yeah, thanks for the, thanks for letting me geek out. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna go look up the anything, especially if you give me a link to which one it is. Like, yeah. uh, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I'll pop the link out there,
0: and uh yeah, we'll talk it up. And um anytime you want to, like, there's a conversation going on in some threads that Andy's talking smack about, I like jumping in and, and going, going up against him. So he does the same thing on my post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know,
1: Andy's one of those friends that, like, I'm glad you <laughs> had a couple that I reconnected with in the last few years because there's something I miss. I realized that there's something from college and a certain type of college friend that I miss in work life um, at times, which is the sort of productive debate. Like, it's there, there can be sort of this toxic positivity of like, we all have to get along all the time and you can't, you know, you have, it's, it's that kind of thing. Whereas there is like a class of people that like to sort of um, sort of do the Lincoln Douglas kind of thing. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely in that. Like I, like I, like, like for me, like, I bet like, like uh, a lot of people would see the part where we were disagreeing about Gary V and see it as heated. And I saw it as like the good stuff. Oh no, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten in trouble at work for that. You know, me too. Me too. So uh, they they were yelling at each other and we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, um, but anyway, yeah, we can't talk to everyone the same way all the time. If I talk to, uh, again, my wife, the way that I talk to engineers, like I would be wife with, producer, so <laughs> you gotta, you gotta know who you're talking to. And I guess they want to talk to me. It's really good to just like follow these like different areas. And, and, uh, and it was really cool to be focused with doing it and testing on a bunch of things, but this sort of work life stuff is fun too. So, um, let's see. Good luck to both of us and, uh, let's see how we end up. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um,
0: thank you once again for jumping in I didn't expect this conversation but it worked out it worked out
1: great um, as it should have Uh, so me too I didn't expect it either thanks and it comes from you being open like you talking about hey you're working on resolutions and just throwing it out there so um, you know I'm a fan of what you're doing here like this is like something interesting and new and frankly even if like I hope it's worth it to you like on a personal like you mentioned on a personal level where like it's hard for me to imagine somewhere like you not being able to talk for more than 10 minutes like I hope it's personally meaningful for you regardless of like you know putting numbers on audience and that kind of stuff cuz I get a lot out of it in terms of a participant but also as a listener so thanks for throwing it out there and and thanks for having me on oh, definitely al so um and you've got your your
0: website alaboot.com or it's yeah, it's yeah. alaboot.com right yep yep okay. uh, we well, you got it, your it, blog on there and everything
1: yeah, yeah yeah I I put up some articles um my christmas uh a uh, resolution to work on the blogging engine did not happen. So maybe that'll be a cabin thing. I'll treat myself to it. Uh, cabin in the woods. That's great. Yeah, it is actually like, cause I, I got a taste of it last year for like a day, maybe two. And I've just been dreaming of it since I'm like, I gotta do this. I gotta go back next winter. And it's happening in February. I'm going to go for a week. It'll be great. Um, and yeah, um, my website, com. that's where you can see, you know, work, writing, all that, that kind of stuff. And, um, I am, I'm excited at what's in store on that end as well. There, too. Um, I'm, you've been inspiring me. I've been loosely debating, starting my own sort of like podcasty kind of thing like this. But honestly, it's more just getting out and having these conversations and then just sort of embedding them elsewhere and just sparking this. I'm yeah, yeah. excited in. So, uh, so, yeah, the feelings mutual. You ever want to talk about anything uh, that you think I could ramble on about? I'm your man. All right, man. Sounds good. All right. I will see you soon.
0: All right. Have a good night. All right. Peace. That's it. All right. So that was the man Al. Al's a good guy. Um, be sure you check out our other discussion that we had, the, the epic Dune discussion if you're into Dune, or even if you're not. So... We got into a good discussion about resolutions. And what I want to make sure that you do is whatever you decide to do for the next year, whether it's, um, you know, book ended by January 1st and December 31st or not, keep your good energy going, keep flowing, keep building, keep trying things, keep growing. Because I personally think, as fundamental uh, human element is just creation and growing. And you need energy to do that. So keep your good energy going. Keep your good vibes going. I know it's tough out there for a lot of people. It's tough out here for me in a lot of a lot of ways. But even in that, I've learned to connect with Theo on Showverse Business, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and all your podcast streams. Um, just connecting with various people like Andy, Al, Tony, Tone, uh, all the other people I connected with here in social media. Which so now it doesn't even give me anxiety anymore because. I've learned to deal with it and I've grown a little stronger. So if there's something out there that you think you need help with, uh, talk to somebody. You can talk to me about it. Um, I'm not a psychotherapist at all. I'm just a developer and I like creating. So if I can help you get your creative juices going, if I can help you put something out into the world, maybe we can work on something together. I don't know. Get at me. But that is this one, Mr. Binge's ADD Experience Live. See you in 2022. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right. I'll see you next time. Peace.